The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. It's come down to this 100 lap. Cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Who's on the inside? Coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. 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 Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Inside of Florida Racing. Hey, Rob. What's happening, uh, CeCe? CeCe Brooks over there. I'm Rob Elting, uh, a.k.a. Bonehead. Uh, you're listening to um, another great um, Inside Florida Racing show. The 51st edition. Yeah, Woo-hoo! we didn't even make a big deal about that last week, really. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was our 50th show last week. Uh, we didn't have a party. We we kind of forgot about it. I think somebody else kind of pointed it out to us, and uh, it was a great uh, controversial show. Uh, you know, it's never like us to get into controversy, but look what happened. <laughs> hey, Rob, before we get much farther, I just want to just take a quick minute and send out a couple birthday greetings. Because uh, we have two drivers that race out of Charlotte County Motorsports Park celebrating their birthdays today, and I know both of you know them. Happy Let me guess. Happy birthday to Greg Spider-Man Anderson and Randy Kyle. Well, you know, Rob, if uh, Cece's going to be the birthday lady, maybe people should just, like, email her and let them know when there's birthdays coming up, but we can announce them on this show. That's yeah, right. Uh, they that, can just email me, me at cece at w-i-k-x dot com. That's great. This week, this weekend that just happened, Rich Clouser won the uh, Goodyear uh, uh, Challenge Series late model race. Uh Michael Williams won the uh, super late model race at uh, Orlando. Robbie Cooper won 17-car feature. Rob Modifieds at Citrus. 17 cars in the race over there Modifieds. That's good. That's good. That's awesome. And Blake Coke, he won over at uh, DeSoto. And what hey, we, he won. Oh, wonderful. Hey, you know what? I think Modifieds, it's, they're coming back. They're making a comeback. They're starting Slowly. to drag them back out of the shed. But the biggest event of this weekend, I got to tell you, there's no question I'm telling you, 61 dirt late models at Volusia County Speedway. Was it the biggest race of the year? The it, There's no doubt. I mean, you sat there, and as the as it was getting dark, we got a late start. We're going to have Joe Linebarrier and uh, Rick Angies on together here in a few minutes. Um, they were two of the announcers out of the three. But as, the, uh, as it was starting to get dark, and you looked across that full pits, man, with all them haulers and 61 cars, dirt late models, plus there was a lot of Volusia. Uh, cars there for the couple of other classes but it was you knew this was a big event it was awesome looking man it was uh 
Let me ask you something. Yeah. Uh, what is Rick doing? Is this the best story he can come up with? What's this about five lines worth of a story? Well, let me tell you, we got home at six. Oh, we got home go. at six o'clock on Sunday morning again. So I guess his main story is coming out now. You can ask him when we get him on. Well, I bet you Ken Kenny's already talked to, to to enough people and told them the whole story. They could just recorded it and put it down on paper, <laughs> and then it would be there. You know, I wanted to get the whole story, man. I'm sure. Um, there's a lot to it, so it's going to take him a little while. What um, kind of fan turnout was there? I guess we're going to get him on the air here, and uh, we're going to find out. I see that Johnny Collins won, and I looked for uh, uh, my buddy Sean Smith, the point leader, and he finished like 27th. And, really? Uh, yeah, Patrick Williams finished third. You know, he's going to be on the show uh, mm-hmm. later on tonight. Um, he was in uh, Scott Thompson's car. Hey, Johnny Collins, though, that was our June driver of the month. Yeah. So he got that inside Florida racing bump. Yeah. Yes, he did. Isn't that crazy? It's it's a magical thing. It's crazy, man. If I could ever win that award, maybe I'd win. Hey, Blake also. <laughs> and Blake, Blake also, he got, you know, the inside Florida racing bump. Well, you just got to get on the show. That's you right. know, if you want to get on the show, just contact us somewhere or another. You know, get a hold of uh, whatever the, whatever the. Uh, it's easy. Approach us at a racetrack. Send us an email. Um, you can send an email either to myself, which is cc at wikx.com, or Rob, give him yours. Rob Elting at AOL.com. That's R-O-B-E-L-T-I-N-G at AOL.com. All right. We have Rick Angies and uh, Joe Linebrary on the air. Now, you Let can ask him yourself. Rick, Rick now, uh, what's happening, you guys? You there? Good to be here. What's going on, you guys? Man, Rick, I just wanted to know, man, are you out of bed yet? I see that you've only got about five lines wrote on the story, you know, and that's how a guy like me and how the rest of our fans out there keep up with what happened at the race is to read about it. <laughs> Listen to him, Rick. And you're the guy. <laughs> What's up, Rick? Well, bro, let me tell you, you know, getting home at 6.30 in the morning, I threw that together real quick. I'm still waiting <laughs> for the rest of the results. I'm still waiting for results from six heat races, three B mains, and a conference. Yeah. So, I got to get all that together first. I just got all the pictures from Rick Warren, so I'm working on it. Man, uh, what a night it must have been. Uh, tell the fans listening out there uh, what it was like to have the 61 cars there and, and uh, to, to all the show, you know, the things that went on. Explain that a little bit, how many races you guys actually had. 60 races. Well, we qualified 61 cars. Then we ran six heat races, three B mains, and one last chance race. And that put together a thirty-car field. So I mean, it was uh, it was a lot of race. Joe, yes, sir. Tell us, man how 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 much fun was that? You know, you know, the best part about it for me was was welcoming you guys uh, certainly with Rick and Terry Caton. and you, you know, anytime I can get that kind of help, I step back. And, and you know, Terry said it best in the afternoon. Rick will agree. He said, "We're checking our egos at the door. This is about Scott." And, buddy, let me tell you, I stood back, I told Terry and Rick, I said, you guys have fun with this. And we all just switched off here and there, and, and that was the, the, the biggest pleasure for me that night. Uh, next to, of course, honor, excuse me, honoring Scott and, of course, seeing the family. But uh, it, was, it was a wonderful event, you know. You take a look at certain media outlets today, and people, you know, seem to have their way of talking about, you know, how late we were. Well, 11 inches of rain, you guys, in five days out of that racetrack. That's all there is to it. Uh, you know, our track crew, I commend them, you know, uh, to no end, you know, for what they're able to accomplish. But, uh, hey, you know, it's dirt track racing. Uh, that's all there is to it. Well, you know, in all in all, uh, Joe, in all reality, I mean, as hard as they worked on that track and, that, you know, we brought the cars out there, 
to, to start packing it in and stuff. And it got rough up at the top, so they came right. out and they packed it back in. And all in all, in all reality, it was really only a little over an hour delay. Exactly. That's true. You, That's you, true. Throw, you, you throw 61 cars out there, and, and uh, I challenge any series anywhere to get her done quicker than we did. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like you said, with that delay, it's unfortunate. Nonetheless, 11 inches of rain, you guys, up in northwest Volusia County within a week. And Jimmy Flores and the entire gang did everything possible. Now, listen, they did put a little water on in the afternoon. I talked to Jimmy today. He goes, you know, I think Charlie might have put a little bit too much. However, to, to, to achieve that formula is, is miraculous, if you ask me. And then you guys were there when the rain came in the afternoon. And that was enough rain to really kind of soak in there and, and make these guys even have to work harder. But, uh you know, for the event, it was it was just something to have the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series and the National Late Models with our guys uh, all in one house. And, you know, everybody put everything aside, and, and then we came together for, for Scott Thompson and, and the entire family. And, and somebody had mentioned that this could indeed be the premier dirt race of of the year, and, and it's going to continue to grow, and I'm, I'm glad I'm a part of that. Well, Joe, I tell you, I don't think there was anybody up there in that tower associated with this whole deal that didn't have a little something going on watching Patrick Williams uh, uh, in one of the most memorable um, races in Florida that I've ever seen. That was the story of the night, Jack. I mean, uh, Patrick had problems in his uh, heat race. You saw a pretty major accident. He didn't sustain too much damage. He was able to come back. You know, that put him into the one of the B mains, and uh, he won that and then started 22nd in the field. He kind of bided his time, uh, you know, the first quarter of the race, and then but he, it's just, he, he just turned it on. All of a sudden, we see him battle that beaten ball in that 26 car for the second spot. Finally makes his way to second. You know, was able to kind of give chase to Johnny Collins a couple of times on some restarts. But uh, then the thing just started going away on him. Third. But I talked to Martha Thompson today. That, of course, is Scott's mom. And Martha said she had about 50 people with their friends and family. And they all stood up. And, and they were just, they couldn't even explain the emotions that they were going through. Certainly, I think the place would have erupted if Patrick would have won. But he, no like, doubt, he on there, he, he won their hearts, man. He's he's a heck of a pilot. He's unbelievable. But and I will take all the credit. I introduced Bill to Patrick last year in the infield at Volusia. I said, "This is the guy you need to have driving," and, and the rest is history. Hey, Rick. Hi, Joe. Hi there. Hi. Hi there. Hey, I was just wondering, what was your fan turnout Saturday night? Very good. You know. Some people say, well, you know, anytime Volusia has a big show, they can't get done before, you know, 12, 31 o'clock. I got news for them. You know, we have 12 big shows every year in February. That's every night in the Alltel Dirk or Nashville's place is packed with about 10,000 people. We're done at 11 o'clock. You know, this we had some, you know, it was track issues. That's all there to it. Nonetheless, I, I think uh, we had the uh, biggest crap we've had so far this year. You know, we're kind of under the radar out there. We're in the woods. You guys know, you know, we're at the boonies. There's no doubt about it. And it's kind of difficult. Ocala's able to pull from the city of Ocala. They're right there next to the interstate. Very simple. So they do very well. Volusia's got to do it. We struggle with, with uh, fan count uh, quite frequently. But uh, I'll tell you, it was the best crowd we've had. I don't have one. Wait a minute, really? What was the greatest stand number? What would your guess be? Yeah. You, you, scared to guess. Well, you know, it looked like uh, when you looked out there across the uh, at, across that infield, Joe. I was just marveling as it, I was saying earlier, as as it was getting dark, and you looked out there across that infield. Um, you knew that you were at a major event, and there was no question about it. I mean, it was uh, spectacular. Oh yeah, it, it, you know, there's it, it, no doubt that it was spectacular. And I thought the fan count was just awesome. I, I couldn't speculate how many people because 
you know, I'm not a regular at that track, but I can tell you, when that race was done, Terry and I called the race. Joe let us call the entire race, and, and I, I looked at Terry when it was done, and we were both emotionally and physically drained. <laughs> I mean, it was it was unreal. It was nonstop action. Sure, we had some cautions and stuff, but in the last ten laps, Joe, you know, I mean, you were standing right there with oh, yeah. us. You know, it, it was just with Patrick coming up there, you know, and. and uh, he got close to Johnny a few times, and 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 uh, you know Adam Beatenball, that you know that guy, he came he came up there, and and also watching Brandon Cameron, who had to go to the back oh, yeah. of the pack, and we made it all the way back up to the top five. You know, Brandon finished eleventh, but what a run he had, and he was in Chuck Chitty's car. He was. You know, and let me just add, you know, we talked, uh, you know, at one point during the night, I think I grabbed the mic. The, a big story started to kind of develop was the fact that Sean Smith was right there with Patrick Williams on one of the restarts, the only two Thompson machine motors on the planet. And uh, these two guys were going at it before Sean finally, uh, his engine let go. But, man, just to see that start to unfold was just, man, you had things happening all over the racetrack and, you know, little stories, uh, you know, unfolding everywhere. And it was it was amazing, Rick. It was just absolutely and, incredible. And now just be, be, before the, uh, the, the main feature was set, the, before the field was set, um, Ken explained to me that uh, Bubba uh, had Bubba the Love Sponge had uh, basically had had probably a really really good shot of making the field and threw a a race receiver foul up uh, probably kind of took a got a bad deal or you know nobody's fault but it's right. just a mechanical failure but uh, Bubba damn near made the field he did man he did everything he possibly could do uh, you know in that one two point five car Billy what happened with the race receiver with Bubba. Billy, Billy's going to play, you know, very neutral. Yeah, but now, now tonight on trackside tonight, tonight at trackside tonight at eight o'clock, Joe. Uh, what you guys are going to cover some of this stuff, right? That's right. I'm going to yank it out of him at eight o'clock. And look, I think he set up. Uh, uh, I think he's actually got Johnny Collins tonight. So I mean, we cool. had him a couple of weeks ago, but hopefully everybody will tune in. You know what I take from this? Obviously, is the fact that this uh, continues to grow uh, annually. This was the third annual event, and to have Rick in the house and Terry there. I look forward to this in the future and all the Karnakians that were on board uh, coming up uh, into the tower throughout the night and just, you know, talking and, uh, you know, introducing themselves. It was a great night, and uh, uh, it, was, it was a pleasure to work with all you guys. Make sure that you guys uh, congratulate Johnny Collins for being the uh, driver of the month on Karnak uh, for the Inside Florida Race and uh, Real Race and USA Driver of the Month. Did you guys know that? Uh, is that for uh, July? Yeah, for June. For June. June. Gotcha. We'll do it. And he's still winning. So, he, heck, man, he might end up winning July, hey, too. I don't know. Hey, let's take a minute and talk about that. You know, Johnny was driving, uh, you know, uh, what was that, the Terry Ride car. Just, you know, when you started winning all these races this year, uh, that relationship ended uh, pretty abruptly. They backed up. They got their own car put together, him and his father. And like I told him in Victory Lane, I said, Johnny, man, it looks like you can get any race car, any racetrack, and win any race. And he, he is just amazing what he can achieve in that thing and but again i mean he's using you know limited funds to do what he was doing saturday night and uh you know to be able to to, to have that kind of showing in a, in a family-owned race car uh it's just it's unreal yeah i know i can't ever have that kind of luck it wasn't just a showing though no. so it, 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 it was it was domination well i th- i think uh i think uh he he drives a uh bus because he was taking the field to school no doubt <laughs> yeah no doubt about it. Uh-huh, that was so funny <laughs> i didn't i didn't let that go I wish we had car crash <laughs> i'll tell you what i'll tell you what rob i was up there what listening to uh to joe uh, a lot uh, during the day and, and right. the evening and uh 
if you go to Volusia and you listen to Joe Lineberry announce a race, you better take a notebook because you're going to learn some new vocabulary. Oh, yeah? You got some of your own vocabulary? He stopped me and Terry right dead in our tracks several times during the course of the night. Did you see that little, I have a little memo pad, and I go down the road throughout the day, and I write stuff down. I've tried to hide that from you because that's where all my secrets are. (laughs) And all the words come from because you can't read your own writing, and that's where the words come from. Sometimes even I need a dictionary. But Terry Terry said he brought his thesaurus with him, but uh, I I don't think it worked. Did you find your pen, Joe? I did. (laughs) problem I have. You guys really learned a lot about my insecurities, my obsessive <laughs> compulsive behavior. Uh, i got to have a pit in my hand. It's kind of a Bob Dole thing. And, uh, at one point, I couldn't find my sunglasses. It's 1130 tonight, but by God, I better, have, I better go with that. So I got up and I said, Rick, i got to go find them sunglasses. He got up to, in the middle of the heat race. I said, Rick, you got to take over. All right, guys. There's a little right here. There's on the floor, man. Damn it. All right, guys. I know uh, Rick's got a story or two to write. I know Phil Schreiber's yeah. got some stuff to write. Get too, busy and, writing, and, uh, Rick. Joe's got a, sto- uh, a show to do, so we'll let you guys go and you, uh, ha- have fun tonight, man. All right, see you. All right, thanks a lot. Yeah. There you have it. Um, a bunch of mouths right there. Boy, I bet that tower, man, was just it was bubbling. <laughs> it was bubbling. Man. It was bubbling. Did they bring Bubba? <laughs> they ever bring Bubba up to the tower to no, talk? No, no, he never would come no, up. No, but uh, it was pretty wild. Um, well, that's cool. That Bubba. So almost tonight, made the field. tonight, look at this list, man. It's amazing. It's going to be another uh, real interesting show. Here we have Wayne Morris joining us, and we have the King, King Dick, King Dick's coming on tonight again. Mm-hmm. Dicky Anderson, Patrick and, Williams, and us. Uh, and a gentleman that a lot of people want to hear from, Rex Guy, is going to be here. Yes, he's going to be here to answer the questions that we had last week when we didn't feel we were properly answered. So no, we had Joe uh, Joe Winchell yeah. scheduled, and, and Joe had uh, some personal things that come up that uh, uh, apparently won't be able to make it on. And uh, uh, I think Carol Wicks is st- still uh, trying to reconfirm, uh, catch up with Lee Collins, so hopefully that will happen. But uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and uh, – Probably talk to Wayne Morris or maybe Dick Anderson or who knows. We're just going to talk. Folks, you listen to Inside Florida Racing. Stay tuned. We're coming back. Maybe. If you're lucky. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. 
Today we salute you, Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Never in the history of cinema have so many done so little for so many. Anybody can pay eight bucks to see a movie, but only a true artist can be paid eight bucks to be in a movie. Shiny, shiny star. Snotty lead actors need lines, direction, motivation, not you. You sit on your butt perfectly in scene after scene. A true pro, you're always focused, even if you're seldom in focus. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Nobody, because you're not just anybody, you're a paid anybody. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you soon. Check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated and Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. For our racing to survive, what, what all, our, all of these racers understand is we all need to be part-time uh, promoters. Yeah. Uh, we all need to promote our sport and promote our racetrack. And, and every other racer I talk to is trying to run his racetrack into the ground and, and, uh, and bitching and complaining about everything and bitching and complaining about the, to everybody that will listen to them. Well, you know, to me, this has got a negative effect. That's going to come back and hurt you when all at once you don't even have that racetrack there to race at. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, if all the racers, if all the racers, racers would go out and try to promote their racetrack and their sport a little bit more, I'm telling you what, we uh, you'd see a whole lot uh, more racetracks that are open and staying open. And uh, uh, it's like I say, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. back it's inside florida racing hey rob you know yeah. last monday we started talking about what happened at auburndale and we're going to be uh, discussing that a little bit later here with uh dickie and hopefully wayne and um and rex guy and you know you you have had a long career racing now i'm sure there were plenty of times when you raced multiple tracks i wouldn't say right? plenty but there was a few times back when we were racing at sunshine where we would go uh to different tracks um tried to go to uh desoto Mm-hmm. And they were always open to it. Obviously, they would try to run their uh, late model races a little bit later. And, uh, you know, that's back when Stymus owned the track, and he didn't care what time it closed, you know. Yeah. And he was really into racing. And um, it's been something, you know, that it's just many times. An- another thing I wanted to say when you were asking about that, I think I did it more when I ran pro go-karts mm-hmm. back before I started racing cars, probably about 91 or so, uh, from about 89 to 91, I ran pro go-karts, and we'd go to racetracks, and we'd run for money um, at, at, you know, at Lakeland when they had their small track back then and at uh, Sunshine mm-hmm. and uh, what was called um, Supercart USA. And I would actually, when we would go up to Jacksonville and run out there in Jacksonville, I've talked about this when we were talking to, I think, uh, Earl Pearson Jr. because mm-hmm. he was up from Jacksonville. And 
Um, he knew about that 103rd Street Complex race, you know, racetrack that was government-owned racetrack, you know, for go-karts. It's like a park. And uh, we'd race there during the day. And then at night on the way home, we'd go by Maxville, which is a dirt track, and we'd race at that dirt track. And we'd do that probably about four times a year. And uh, there were money races because it was open. I ran a twin-engine uh, Yamaha go-kart, so it was open races. And all the guys in the classes that we would go in, they would all be running for points. And uh, those guys never had any problems with giving us their money or letting us race. And uh, for me, I did it because I wanted to learn more about racing, you know, because seat time is everything. I think for Dick and some of these other guys that we're going to talk to later, I think they did it a lot to go win the money um, flat out to make it kind of balance out. Uh, when you talk about Dick Anderson, you're talking about somebody that's won multitude of races and uh probably uh, we'll find out tonight if he ever won uh, two races in one night and i would imagine that he probably has um it's just it's just something that you know to me you know i, I don't want to make a big deal out of it because you know all the tracks are going to keep going on and like i said you know these track owners they, they do what they want to do whether it pisses off you know uh, drivers or not and uh <sighs> But it's not only drivers that upset. It upsets fans, too. Well, I, I know like that happens. fans get upset, but I'm convinced that the track owners could care less about the fans in most cases. But um, that's I can't say that. That's not true. That's just my opinion. You know, that sometimes I feel that way just by the things that I see mm-hmm. and the um, lack of... Um, see, I get caught both ways because sometimes when I say things on this show, because we air on a website, okay... Website doesn't belong to us. I don't have anything to do with Karnak, okay? I don't even read the message boards, really, to know what goes on there, okay? But we get blamed with being biased in some ways when I say things. And I'm not saying this in any ways to be biased, but I think the tracks really fall down and doing some advertising that they could be doing that doesn't really cost them a lot of money to help get more fans into the stands and promote racing a little bit better, um, I think, with all events. Well, and I agree with you um, about that. I think it's something that we've talked about a lot, and it's something that we sort of agree upon, that um, advertising, promoting the tracks and the races um, is an important thing because um, I hear it time and time again that a lot of residents who might be living in, a, living in an area for years don't know there's a track there because they don't have anybody in their circle of friends who is a race car driver or a race, you know, a big race fan. But they're, you know, and so they don't know what's there. And if they knew it was there, and once they learn it's there, they're curious and they want to go. And once they take that first initial trip out there, if they have a good time, they see a good show, then they want to keep going back. But the way the, the people need to know about it, and, you know, and that's, you know, you've got to get the word out. And you can't just rely on the website and you just can't rely on your hardcore race fans to make that happen. I think that something that aggravates me, because we try really hard to get out, and we're talking about racetracks now is where we're at, folks. When I'm aggravated that I can't find out information, that I know there is a website where everybody goes, because it's well known now, I mean, we all tried to have our own website at some time or another, but the real website for racing is Carnac. That's where mm-hmm. everybody goes. That's why we decided we wanted to do a show, you know, on this deal and what what website would be the best one to pull people off of, you know, would be that. 
So what are you breathing heavy over there for? Well, I was just going to say, you know, that, that, that just because, and I had something all prepared I was going to read tonight, and I decided to heck with that. I wasn't going to do it now. I have my piece, say my piece at another time. But, you know, just because we on this show disagree with the policies or a, a, a certain decision by a track doesn't mean we're bashing the track. We're simply stre- expressing our opinion about a decision, and that's, you know, that's not only what people do on message boards, and sometimes obviously people on message boards go a little bit too far and they're a little bit maybe too direct or too pointed, and sometimes we're a little bit maybe from some people's perspective a little bit too pointed, whatever. But because we have comments on what's going on, that doesn't mean, like this case with Auburndale, hey, Auburndale is a great place. Last week at the beginning of the show we spent 10 minutes with uh, Rick uh, Ariama with the Fast Mini Cups talking about the racetrack and the mm-hmm. whole deal there, and we're promoting that track. Just because we have a disagreement with the people that are running it over a particular thing doesn't mean we're bashing the track. It simply means we're expressing our opinions. That being said, we have Dick Anderson on the phone, which means I need to shut up, and we need to introduce him. What's right. happening, Dick? Dick Anderson, the king, how are you? How we doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm here uh, with Rob Elting, and we've got uh, C.C. Brooks here. Hello, welcome to the show. Thanks, son. Um, Dick, um, how you doing? What, what you been up to? Uh, the same old thing I've been doing for the last four or five years since I retired from driving. Uh, tutoring young drivers, setting race cars up for people, and uh, running the Black 92 about once a month. So uh, who's the new hot shoe young kid we should be looking out for? Uh, right at this moment, I'm uh, helping uh, Travis Tao, and I think he's an up-and-coming youngster that's going to do very well, but... Uh, uh, I help quite a few of them to tell you the truth, but uh, you know, we've got a uh, we've got a quite a good field of young drivers coming up. That's great, um, Dick. I want to ask you a couple things. You know, when it comes to uh, different controversial subjects that I get into, you know, and sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. So um, I've decided to, um, with Carol's help, uh, get uh, some of you folks out there that have raced at multiple racetracks in your career and see what you think about um, a decision that um, Rex Guy has made at Auburndale that states basically if you're not there by the time the checkered flag hits in the heat race that you're not going to race in the feature, which is basically taking away an opportunity for a guy to race at his racetrack or someone else's racetrack and then at his racetrack. How do you feel about that? I really am not real informed on what happened, but from what what little bit I know, uh, I I just don't understand the reasoning behind that, though. Uh, I can uh, I can see a lot of negatives to that, but I, I don't see the positives. You know, uh, uh, I, I would be glad for somebody to explain the positives uh, to me sometime. But uh, people like myself and uh, Dick Trickle and uh, people like that back in the seventies, we'd have been in big trouble because we ran from racetrack to racetrack to racetrack. You know, and uh, I, I just really don't know why uh, a person wouldn't be welcomed with open arms, uh, no matter what the situation. The more cars, the more people that you can generate. Uh, the better show for the fans. Uh, uh, like I say, maybe maybe I'm a little ignorant in the situation, but I, I just don't see any positive to that. Well, let me bring you up the speed. They had eight cars there, and these guys showed up after racing at another racetrack. And when they showed up, they were allowed to come in, given their wristbands, unloaded their cars, put them on the racetrack, and were circling the track ready for the green. And they put the red out and took these guys off of the racetrack, made them go off of the racetrack and not race. Because they had raced at Charlotte County Speedway. And these were two drivers that have raced at Auburndale for years. Well, with their armband, if I had eight cars uh, <laughs> to start the race and they came in with their armband, I'd probably give them a hug, you know. 
Yeah, well, that's what we would normally think. Now, Rex is exactly. going to be on later, and he's going to explain what the whole deal is behind that. And let me ask you something, Dick. Have you um, ever won two races in one night? Oh, oh yeah, of course I have. You know? I mean, at two different tracks. Yes, you know, and like I say, I don't... I'm missing something here. I don't see the negative, you know. Uh, uh, well, a lot of people are having a hard time seeing the negative. I mean, uh, I realize I'm old school, but... <laughs> no, you're with the program exactly. because you're helping out new school drivers. Uh, are you guys currently doing anything like that, racing at two different tracks? No, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to do, you know, but uh, like I say, uh, you, you know, if someone... Uh, you know, if someone drugged their car across the state and got in there in time to run my feature, well, I'd give them a pat on the back and a thank you. Well, you Even know, Dick, we, we had, just to put it in perspective, Dick, um, we've had, you know, you know as well as anybody that we've had over the years many controversies, subjects on Karnak and whatnot. We have never, ever had a situation where there were so many people all in agreement that something was a certain way. You know what I mean? Everybody agrees except... In this case, the promoter, and they have their reasons that they have outlined, and, well, and you know, and you have to respect their, yes. their reason. But, Absolutely, yes, we but, do. Uh, he needs to, uh, you know, he needs to stand back and take a look. If you're if you're making a hundred people mad and two people glad, you need to rethink it. I don't think. Uh, well, we'll find out what his reasons are. What their reasons were last week that it had something to do with the points program, but the two fellows that were racing, um, they're in the points program as well, so I don't see how it could hurt them and. Uh, we'll get the true reasons behind that, but I just wanted to hear from you. You know what, 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 over the years, you know how it affected you. You know, I know with rainouts is a big deal. That's a big deal with rainouts. You know, not being able to make it there by that time, I think would really, you know. Uh, I've had, I've had, you know, I, I won't mention which ones, but I've had certain racetracks actually support me to go to other racetracks and and uh, you know uh, actually help me go to other racetracks and race. Naturally, not on their same. I mean, not not against them. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But, uh, uh, I've actually had racetracks help support me to, to to so that I could go and run other tracks. Let me so talk to you about one other thing, Dick, because me and you seem to be able to conversate about track owners and promoters, with especially when they're not here to even defend themselves. Well, I was <laughs> one for a couple years, so I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a little well versed on it. Yeah. I'm real good, but. Uh, I, I kind of don't understand something, and maybe you can help me and the fans understand this. I've noticed a trend. It's not a trend. It's the way it's been. Not all of them, but most of the promoters and owners, they just don't seem to get along very well. They, uh, they seem to want to alienate themselves from one another. And it's crazy because we, they have a know, monopoly. If we, you know, if we can all get under one big tent, it's only, it's only going to help uh, uh, racing, you know. Uh, when we start alienating ourselves like that, then we've got our little group over here. They've got their little group over there. It's not. It's not good for anybody. Hey, Dick, how about this? You want to hear something funny? What if there were two racetracks in the same county? <laughs> Those guys would ca- probably kill each other. They, they have no competition. Okay, there's no competition within miles of themselves, but yet they hate the guy that's a hundred miles away from them. Well, I see some of these track promoters get on their high horse. And then, and then all at once, when they've got no cars and no people, and they're getting ready to go under, oh, then that, then then they want to team up, and all of us get together. Well, and, and I see exactly, all that. Don't, we're in trouble. Yeah. And and don't you think? I mean, it's just a positive thing if the track work together in scheduling different series and making it so easier to, for the cars to go back and forth between the different. Why tracks. would they? To, to up yeah, to up exactly car count and make fans happy. That's kind of what I meant in my last statement. Let's all get under the same tent before we're in trouble. 
You know, exactly. let's, all try, let's all try to work together before we've run all the cars off and all the people off. You know, instead of but what they want to do, they want to wait until they're going down the tubes, and then, and then they all want to holler, "Hey, let's all get together and work together." Well, you, you know, it's too late. You, you know what he's doing, Rick? He's giving us our, our Rob. new. I mean, Rob, he's he's giving us our new set of. Uh, of commercials, Dick. We've been the last time you were on this show. You were talking about supporting your local tracks. Well, I was I was gonna I was gonna do that a little bit tonight too. I was gonna uh, uh, blow my horn on that a little bit. And I just keep seeing us getting in more and more trouble, and all everybody wants to do is say I I I me 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 instead of uh, every now and then. You know, we we got to kind of take one for the team and support our track so that we have a track to race at. But uh, I, I see I, I see more and more tracks in trouble right now, and. Uh, and uh, all these racers, you know, instead of supporting their track, they, you know, they they want to, you know, they want to complain all the time. You know, well, well, I don't like this. Well, I don't like that. Well, you're going to like it a whole lot worse when there's nothing there to race race that. You know. Well, what do you what do you make of this, Dick? Um, like since Ocala, I, I was talking to Mike Peters on the phone the other day, uh, uh, Saturday, as a matter of fact, in the afternoon, and he was telling me on Saturday night or Friday night. He, he's still drawing really good crowds with this dirt thing. He had like seven, eight hundred people there, and it was a rain out night. They ended up being able to get the show in, but they had horrible weather, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's still getting good crowds. And you go down to East Bay, and of course they have the four generations of racers there, and right. and they always get a good crowd. And uh, sixty-one dirt cars over over at the dirt race at uh, uh, the late models at Volusia. Right. What do you make about the difference here between what what dirt's doing right now and what asphalt is doing? Oh gosh! Well, number one, I really got a lot of respect for Mike, and uh, guy Mike come in with a fresh attitude, and uh, and Mike's gonna make a great promoter. I've got a lot of respect for him. But uh, on uh, on dirt racing as a whole, I uh, I think it's I think it's just a little easier and a little less money. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the, uh, what I the, what I see, and I'm an outsider looking in. I could be totally wrong, but. Uh, they're doing it for less. They're, they're racing for good money and, and spending less. That's, that, that's really one big plus, you know. And uh, and with your dirt racing, it's, uh, uh, I, I honestly think, as far as, like, working on the car and maintaining the car and all, I think it's just a little easier, you know. But uh, I'm just I'm just totally amazed at the, at the I mean, I'm glad for them, you know. They're getting great crowds and uh, great cars. I'm, I'm hoping it's just not the flavor of the month, you know, that we're, we're going to see that. Uh, uh, you know, take place for a year or two, and then and then uh, then all once it'll be something different, you know. But but uh, right now we need to be learning from them. I can tell you that. Right, you know, uh, that's uh, one of the reasons that uh, another reason we had you on is because we you were talking about the tracks and supporting the tracks. You know, we push that constantly every week. I am CC both are both pushing people to whatever city you're in, whatever county you're in, go support that track wherever you're at. Go race at that track. And one of the things that we promote a lot is with our driver of the month program, trying to get these guys. You know, the guy that really stands out is the guy that goes and races at two different tracks in a night, like Firestein. He won one month because of that. So it really does kind of make you wonder when you're trying to push people to, you know, go race at the guy's track. And I'm sure he lost some fans over that deal, even though they wouldn't admit it. You know, it really makes it uh, seem like. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure if he would really stand back and. And uh, take his ego off of his sleeve and and, uh, and take a overall look at it. He, he's making a whole lot more people mad than than the, than the amount that he's making glad. You know. Yeah, I think uh, I think it goes back to the owners, like I was talking about before. It's, mm-hmm. uh, there's got to be something else there that maybe we don't know about. I'm, I mean, right right now, short track racing is in trouble, and uh, everybody everybody needs to be aware of that. And, and instead of just uh, you know, like I say, instead of complaining and 
talking about they want this and they want that. Hey, let's, let's pitch in here and get our tracks back healthy, you know. Then then we can try to change things and uh-huh. what we want, you know. But uh, I can remember back in the 70s a few times, Hylia would get in trouble, and we would uh, we would go out on a weekend and just race for trophies so they could build the treasury back up, you know. Yeah. And and, and so forth. Every now and then, you know, you, uh, you, you just need to do what you can to support that track if they're in trouble. And instead, everybody, you know, just wants to, I mean, I don't know. It's just everybody seems to have a different attitude than they had 20 years ago. Well, I think that for the most part, what I've been seeing, Dick, is that the attitudes of the racers at the tracks have turned towards the they-want-to-help situation a little bit, uh, especially if you go and you, you know, go to a saint like me. I've been you know, living in Charlotte County and having a nine-month-old. I can't get out a lot, so I do get able to get over there, and I'm able to kind of, see the feeling that the local racers you know the backbone racers have and they do seem to care more they they do seem to be trying to clean their cars up every week and put on a good show for the fans that are there and uh i think the dwindling fan counts definitely are opening their eyes you know because the the economy's so bad dick did you see today that Chevrolet is talking about pulling back on some of their sponsorships in NASCAR. Well, just you know, like it, it just it dwindles down to all of us. Yeah. Economy right now. I mean, I make my living out of racing, and 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 everybody I know in racing is 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 hurting right now. You know, uh, the tra- the tracks, uh, the you know, everybody involved is hurting. So we we this is this is the time for us all to be pitching together and not pulling apart. I can tell you that. Right, and uh, you know I. I think you're correct. I think the track owners are probably going to need some help, and the payouts are probably going to have to drop. And uh, uh, along with the payouts drop, maybe uh, they can drop some things off too. You know that they're putting on to the drivers to try to help them out. So I mean, NASCAR is not helping us, helping us at all. You know, putting shows on TV on Saturday night. You know, right? And they don't need to do that. Just waste energy. You know, they're having to light the tracks and everything. Right. They're, 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 you know, they're killing the short tracks. You know. I wonder if they even think about that. You know, NASCAR. Uh, uh, you know, they'll tell you how, they'll tell you how they how they support short track racing and all that. But it's a bunch of malarkey. You know, they're all after the big buck. You know, and and uh, before long, before long, three fourths of their races will be on Saturday night. And what's the average family man going to do? Sit, he's going to sit home and watch racing free on TV instead of having to go out to the local track and spend a hundred, hundred fifty bucks. You know. You know I. That's crazy when you really think about it. But, you know, something I did read into that today when I was reading the article about NASCAR is that there's it would be, to me, it would make sense if the manufacturers said, hey, we'll pull out of this deal. You guys don't even have one of our cars running around the racetrack anymore. Yeah. You know, all the cars are the same now. So Yeah. And I've always talked to Jack about, you know, somebody else is going to come along and make another NASCAR one day like it used to be. You know, so it takes twenty million now. Well, what, well, what's wrong with it? Well, what's wrong with it if they all are only funded ten million? It's the same for everybody. That's right. You know, or, or what is it if they're only funded one million? Well, they're all funded one million. What, what's it going to hurt? What if they put a cap on it? Yeah, yeah that's right. You know, that's something to think about. NASCAR. Yeah. That there'd be so much competition that Jeff Gordon and those guys may not be able to race. Yeah, they don't want that. Yeah. I, but uh, it's like I say that you know the the economy is the biggest thing right now that's that's really hurting our short track. But uh, but I I feel like uh, you know I feel like a, a lot of it falls right back on some of us racers also. Late models in Florida, Dicky CC wants to know what's going on asphalt late models. Uh, let's not talk about the negatives. Let's talk let's about talk the positive positives. and late models. Definitely. There we go. 
what's going on? What's going on? Where's the races at? Uh, do you think they're going to continue to be able to have these, uh, you know, uh, big asphalt races? Well, we're, we're we're losing more and more. You know, there's there's no more Florida Pro. You know, we've got the Sun Belt Series, and we've got the you know the series down at Bradenton, and the series down at Bradenton's really in trouble. You know. I heard that um, this weekend they only had eight cars for that race. Yeah, we we won the last one down there with with my ninety two and. Uh, well, the Goodyear Challenge Series yeah, ran last and, week. Uh, mm-hmm. It just hurt my feelings. Uh, well, I hadn't been down there in a while, and tell you what, it was scary. Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't even know he was having that race, and that was one of the things I was talking about. Is that th- there there needs to be more self-promotion of the mm-hmm. racetracks you know the racetracks they don't call anybody anymore dick you they, know they don't call nobody and tell them they're having a race promoting going on i haven't had i haven't had a i haven't had a promoter or track owner you know call me in the last year and say hey dick we'd be glad to have you saturday night come out and support us if you can that just it, don't make sense it's a joke and, and it's, it's a, a joke, big it's, you know? it's a thing you I know mean, people want to feel like they're wanted i don't care who you are you know and i can't tell you through the years how many times that helped sway my decision where i was going it's like, let me see, I can go over here, or I can go at this place where this guy called me and invited me down and, and you know, and promised me a good time and all. I'm going to go where this guy called me and wanted me, you know? Exactly. I would think, especially in these days, when the price of diesel is, <laughs> yep. you know, and it's costing more for you to haul your cars down to a track, that you would be more willing to travel a little bit farther when you know that that, that promoter really wants you there. You know, back in the 70s, I can't tell you how many times, you know, that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, Frank Derry and... And a bunch of your old promoters, you know, uh, that call me and, and, and invited me to their track. I mean, that 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 used to be uh, something that happened all the time. Now it's something mm-hmm. that never happens, you know. And on the, and on the same way, as much as then the they're not contacting drivers and inviting them to come race, they're not getting the word out to the community, to fans and potential fans, to let them know what races are going on. They're not. I can't. T- I can't tell you now. Here I sit here with, with a super late model. And I can't tell you, every now and then I miss a race because I don't even know where it was happening. Right. Exactly. That's my point you know, is that and, they and can't. I'm kind of in the swing of things here in Florida, you know. And every, every now and then I'll miss a race and don't even know that they were having it. Well, they, they won't even, they get mad at, at there we go. i got to talk about Karnak again because Karnak is one of the main sites that everybody goes to. And mm-hmm. why a racetrack, a promoter would not promote on that website. I don't care if they go on the message board for free I'm with you, and buddy. bash it. You know, I'm then I then I'd have known he was racing, and I probably would have come to that race. Yeah, you know, hundred percent with you. I could have got eighth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, Dick, I don't know, man. I I want to see racing come back. You know, I I I miss watching the races like they used to be, and maybe it's just because those eyes that we used to watch them with back then are different today. Well, I don't think we're trying to be armchair quarterbacks. Well, you know, uh, I, I realize these promoters have, have a have a hell of a job, but yeah. you know, it's not near as easy as, as we all think. That's right. And I, and I take my hat off to all of them for giving us a place to race and all. And uh, and uh, and I don't have all the answers and all the solutions, but we we do need to start stepping back and taking a good look at things. And, uh, and and trying to support our tracks, I can sure tell you that. Let me ask you something, Dick. I want to know if Dick Anderson would get back in his race car if Sunshine Speedway opened back up and they had a big late model race. Would you at least get back in the car and come run there one time? Well, you never know if I could lose about 50 pounds. <laughs> you know, I've been eating a lot of sugar-free stuff, Dick, and it's doing a good job, man. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they made a 10-lap feature, I'd be in. <laughs> The dash for cash. Maybe we can get you in a dash for cash. I can still go fast, but I can only do it for about 10 laps. A dash for cash with you, 
Jimmy Cope, Dave Pletcher, and if I could find Brian Campbell, if I could find Brian Campbell and he had a race car, I'd love to see him line up with you guys at that racetrack there too. You know, we're, we're saying this as a joke, but if somebody put on a big race like that and really advertised it, you know, with myself and Cope and yeah. David Rogers and yeah, a bunch of us from the 70s and 80s, you can't tell me that, that, that at least for that one shot that we couldn't we couldn't fill the grandstands. Hey, hey you Dick, know what? it's gonna, called promotion. Hey, <laughs> hey, we're going to do it one day, Dick, too, you well, know? be sure to give me a heads up well, so I can get out here and train a little bit, you know? We will. We'll let you know because you're going to have to get a bigger seat put in there. <laughs> No, I think you're right, and uh, and I, I know that I could get the old man to show up. I know that Pletcher, I mean, uh, Cope, he'd show up, too. And, uh, uh, too the Pletcher, Pletcher's dying to race right now. Yeah, that's who the old man is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about uh, 15 laps, Dick? But, uh, 15 laps? Nah, he can make the, He'll make it. Old Dick, he's still got 100 laps in him, I guarantee you. <laughs> You know, Dick, as always, it's great talking to you, buddy. And uh, anything you want to get out to the folks out there, go ahead and lay it out. Well, the biggest thing I wanted to harp on was we just, we've just got to, we've got to support this deal and not worry about, uh, you know, for a little while we've got to bite the bullet and not worry about how much money we're making and all. Let's go out and do it for a trophy for a race or two if we have to. But we've got to keep these racetracks on their feet so otherwise we're not going to have any. We're going to have one or two tracks left in the state. And I'd really hate to see that, you know. Well, I think we're all in agreement with you on that, and um, it's like you're right. You know, the, the track owners, the drivers, everybody needs to pull together and uh, keep racing, local stock car racing alive. Yeah, and uh, Sunshine Speedway is going to open back up. I don't know when, man, but it's going to open back up. <laughs> Rob, at least Rob wants to open no, back I'm, up. No, I'm serious. Somebody's going to make huge money if they open that racetrack up. Uh, that property's worth too much, man. Yeah. No, yeah, they're for t- they're running SunPass cars on it, man. They're testing the uh, the toll br- stuff. Hey, Dick, right, we gotta Dick, go. Dick, I'm in. I, I'm in for that old timers race. Now we're, we're, we're get, we'll get to work on it, Dick. And again, as always, thank you very much for spending some time with us, man. All right, it's my pleasure. Hey, take it easy, Dick. Good night. Uh-huh. All right, man. Um, there you have it, the king. Uh, Don't Dick get Harrison. no better, man. Um, he's got something about that old timers race. Let me tell you, we oh, can get together yes, and put a together idea. a race and. It'd be huge. It'd be huge. Oh, I agree. We're going to work on that. Yes, we are. You know what? I fall into the old-timer deal. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we'll not, we no. won't let any kids. If Only uh, 25 and over will be able to race. I love it. <laughs> That'll well, wait, knock out all the young be... guys. Okay. Old-timers. Old-timers. Old farts. It's over 40. <laughs> Over 40. I, I won't make the over 50 gang, but, you know. You you just want to make it 40 and up so you can race. I'd love to race with them guys again. Listen, that's why I start. I tell you this. I've told you before. The reason why I started racing was because when those guys used to race, I used to sit there and watch and go, man, I want to race with Dave Pletcher and Jimmy Cope. And Dick I, I think it would be a very successful night at a track if it's promoted right. I think you're right. I think the fans would turn out. Well, I'll tell you droves. what. I'm, I'm going to throw a wrinkle at you guys. I, I just we decided to throw a wrinkle in the show here, right. so we have uh, Billy Bigley Jr. with us. And Billy. Billy, we're just talking about the old farts fifty. What do you think, man? Yeah, Dick, Billy would Dick be there. Anderson, Dave Pletcher, all them guys. Hi, Billy. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's up, Mr. Bigley? Nothing much. Just, Tell, uh, you just had a big. Uh, what, what did you do? Finish fifth up there in the seventh. Seventh. Yeah, we. We Tell- pitted wrong. We pitted wrong. The problem of it was we qualified really well. Thirty cars. We qualified twelve fastest. Uh, we uh, 
got right in the top ten real early in the race and and had a super, super, super good race car. Probably one of the best Pro Cup cars driving-wise I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, we just, a lot of guys were pitting, and the problem of it was is my dad fought for me, and he's, he's kind of looking and seeing what's going on. And a lot of these guys that were pitting, were kept, they kept getting caught up in, in, in wrecks with the guys towards the back of the pack, getting antsy and things like that. And I'm like, I don't really want to get back there and get my car tore up, and plus not being able to finish. I mean, we went into the thing eighth in points, and, you know, we're trying to keep the points alive. And so it was like we, we decided finally about lap 150 that we needed to go ahead and put in tires because we started falling off a little bit. We were, we were still running third. We had got up to third by virtue of passing some cars, and, and we had got up to third by um, by guys pitting. So, you know, so lo and behold, we, we decided to pit. We made a little tiny, tiny, tiny chassis adjustment. And uh, the thing come out of the out of the pit just blazing fast. I mean, we were running the same lap times as the leaders, and we got banged up a little bit, but not too bad. Um, we ended up digging our way back. We started 19th on the restart, and with about 95 laps to go, and we had about six or seven more cautions, and um, we ended up seventh right there with uh, with a lot of the guys that you know the front runners are Clay Rogers, McFarland, Michael Ridge, Bobby Gill, um, Jay Fogelman. So we. Uh, like I say, it's probably one of the best race cars that we've had in a long time. What was it like to be back out there with the fellows again? Um, it feels good. I mean, you know, you don't have to kind of play pit strategy just to, uh, you know, put yourself in the position. I mean, we actually had a race car that we could pass and, and, and race to the front. I mean, it really, really, uh, it, it really just it felt good. I mean, we, we had run good early in the year. We'd run, you know, 5th at Lakeland and 10th um, at South Georgia Motorsports Park and 9th at Concord, but... Just didn't really have the cars. Lakeland, we had a good car, but we didn't have the cars. When we went to Milwaukee, we tried some stuff, and, you know, um, it doesn't matter how young or old you are. I mean, when you try things and you really don't know what you should be trying is going to work and you should stay with what you know unless you have time to go practice or test and things like that. And we didn't in Milwaukee, and we went there and kind of shot ourselves in the foot. And then we went to uh, Myrtle Beach and did kind of the same thing. We always run good at Myrtle Beach, and... And, I mean, we ended up 15th. I mean, we ended up qualifying 15th and finished 13th out of, like, 32 or 33 cars. But and just what, what what we should have done is kind of went back to basics. So that's what we did this week. Just really went back to basics, what we know. And, and like I say, I mean, all these guys doing these crazy, you know, wazoo setups and stuff. I mean, we went back to pretty basic and, and had a really good race car. Now, Billy, do you have um, new sponsors that are helping you at this yeah, endeavor? Well, we've, we've got the same ones that we've had. Um, we've got Fearless Woodworking. Um, we've got Styles and Styles Construction here out of Naples, Florida. That helps us. We also have a company that's come on in Milwaukee, and they're also coming on in um, Iowa, and they're based out of Iowa, and it's called Diamond Vogel Paint, and they're they're a big paint company out of um, Orange City, Iowa, and they they signed on to do two races this year, and we're we're going to uh, do a bunch of hospitality and stuff in Iowa and have a show car for them and things like that. And, and we're going to kind of lean to see if we can't get them on to bigger and better things next year, see if they'll come on and do full-time, uh, do the Pro Cup stuff with us full-time next year. Hey, Billy, let me ask you something. Okay. Um, your kids, you know, your kids are coming up. Um, are you molding them to be uh, professional race car drivers? Um, I'm, I'm really not molding them. I'm, well, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm not even, I, you know, if they want to do it, they're going to do it. That's kind of how it works with me. If, if they want to do it and they seem like they're really interested, I mean, we go to the shop almost every single night and they come out with me and they work. Um, it's something that, 
you know, if they want to do it, they're going to have to work at it. I'm not going to hand it to them just like it wasn't handed to me. Um, but it gets to the point where I, the things that I've learned over the years, and I wish that I was a lot younger and get, had the opportunity that I'm able to give to them and the contacts that I'm going to be able to give to them when it's time to try to get them in, in, in so to speak, in the public eye or in the, the right eyes of people. Um, if they want to pursue it, fantastic. And if they don't and they want to just race Saturday night at Charlotte County, DeSoto, Inverness, wherever they want to race, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be fine with me. I mean, if they want to do it, we'll, we'll push it as far as we can. And if they don't, that's fine, too. Well, they've been out there having fun at Charlotte when I've been watching them. They've done a really good job. I mean, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty amazing to watch 13 and 16 year olds race with some other 13 and 16 year olds, and also race with adults, and mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and do well. And I actually put them kind of a little bit of a deficit. I mean, I, I go out there and 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 don't I make them understand that I don't give them probably the most horsepower out there. I mean, I'm they have to drive for it, and they really do a good job. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're you know, 90 degrees behind the eight ball because they're not. But I'm just saying that, you know, there's a lot of things that we could probably do to their car to make them a little bit better. But I want them having to work harder to get to where they're at because I think it's going to make them better, you know, later in their career. Do you see a, a racer in your 16-year-old? Um, Actually, I see more of a crew chief in my 16-year-old, believe it or not. Okay. I mean, he's real methodical. I mean, he really gets in there and he's, he's not kind of the – the, the real hard charger, I mean, when he's out there by himself, he can run lap times with anybody. A little more timid in the in the traffic deal. Now, my 13-year-old, he he's probably senseless like his dad. <laughs> he goes out there and just, you know, just gets after it. I mean, uh, you, you lean on him to rub him, he's going to drive that much harder so that he can just get on there and lean and rub back on you. And, I mean, he was, he was tickled to death. I mean, they ran a switch-off race a couple weeks ago, and uh, he drew the sixth fill, and he fell back to, like, seventh at the start, and he ended up driving back up the fourth and got passed late by, by one of the little bit faster cars. But he said to me, he was really excited. He said, Dad, it's the first time that I can actually see all the leaders in front of me at the end of 25 laps. So, you know, so, I mean, and then my 16-year-old had a flat tire, you know, so he had to change his tire. He had to start in the back. And he's still in 25 laps, worked his way up to, like, 14th. So, I mean, they're doing good. They're doing exceptionally well, and um, and it's a, it is a joy to go out there and watch them all. I mean, all the guys in that Pro 4 class have a lot of, a lot of respect for each other. There's still some guys that get out there and just think that it's a demolition derby class, but um, but for the most part, they're having fun. Well, Billy, I'm just sort of curious. What is your overall uh, opinion about uh, Charlotte County Motorsports Park and the, the things that are happening out there? I think everybody's doing a great job. I mean, all they got to do is just keep doing what they're doing. I mean, just you know, you've got to you've got to go out there and you've got to it's hard because you've got to please everybody not only sponsors but you've got to please fans you got to please drivers but you can't you know you can't put one guy in front of the other i mean if ever if if there's 10 guys there and they've got complaints you got to listen to them all and you know and do the best you can uh, to make all of them as happy as they can be i can't let you go out of here without at least getting your opinion on our hot topic of last <laughs> That's week exactly and this where week. i was going so, next too um you know, and that is of. Um, are you familiar with Auburndale and the decision they made not to let um, somebody race at their racetrack that's raced at another racetrack? Well, I, that that night when we had a switch off, and the sportsman guys ran early, and then they, I, right. I exactly, they had, they had went up and um, tried to race, and they had paid their way in the back gate, and then when they got yep. on the racetrack, they they asked them to get off the track. That exactly, and so you know, I'm sure there have been times in in your racing career where you've raced. At two tracks on a night, correct? 
Well, I really didn't because they were too far away. But, I mean, I, I would run four classes in a night. How about a rain out? You know, well, I mean, we, we've, we've, we've done rain out stuff, go from one track right. to the next. Yep. And, you know, but the thing about it is, the problem of it is, is, you know, I don't know the owner of Auburndale. I do know Bobby now, and I know John, and I know people like that. But my thing is, is if, if, if you've got somebody that's going to walk in your back gate and you're going to turn them away because of an ego problem or whatever the case may be, then shame on you. It should be the fact that you should welcome everybody in here. And see, I think that's the problem. I think the problem is, is all these tracks should work together because they're they're going by the wayside one by one. Yes, and exactly. What we have is all these, all these, and I and I say this as a whole. I'm not saying it and picking anybody out. Yes. But what ends up happening is, is these promoters they need to sit down. Bobby needs to promote a big race for Auburndale if it's in a couple weeks. If it's an Outlaw Sportsman, I mean, or Outlaw Street Stock, or if it's a, you know, four cylinder modified, whatever it is. They need, they need to promote each other just for the simple fact that people may come from Arcadia that really like watching the Outlaw Street Stocks or really might like watching the Modifieds or the Sprint Cars, and they need to do that. But the problem of it is, is like I said, I personally feel maybe it's not an ego thing. Maybe it's a, you know, this guy's going to try to outdo that guy or try to you know, throw that guy under the bus, and what happens is inevitably when you have it at work, you have it in, in your everyday life, all they're doing is they're just hurting themselves. Yeah. And they're hurting the fans. And, and, and yeah, and the end result in hurting the fans, you know. Cause, mm-hmm. I mean, people come there probably to watch those guys race. They, they call Bobby, you know, and ask Bobby if they could come down, you know. And, and, and Bobby, uh, you know, I don't know if he changed the schedule to put them first or, or, or towards Yes, the he did, yeah, and he yeah, paid them a, out. He got them exactly paid out quick so they could get out of there. Yes. You know, and, 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 and again, I'm not, I'm not praising Bobby. I mean, I think the world of Bobby. But, you know, my thing is, is, you know, if a man can leave Charlotte County and he wants to go, to DeSoto, and he wants to pay that thirty dollars to walk in the back gate, and you're going to turn him away for handing you green money. How foolish are we? No, DeSoto, he wouldn't turn him down. You know. uh, no track, no track in the state of Florida has ever turned down anybody that's done that. If there wasn't already a twenty-four car field that was set via qualifying with a bunch of cars already, and they already had to send people home, then of course they would turn them away. But oh, um, exactly. since since I've been racing and racing that I read about before. And uh, had you know other friends whose dads raced and used to race at two racetracks, and I, I've never seen it happen. So he's going to tell us tonight what the reason is behind it. And by having you folks on, you know, you other racers, and you're a surprise. I didn't even know you were going to be on, but since you were, I figured I'd ask your opinion of it. And uh, tracks are so far away from Naples and stuff. Isn't that where you're from, down south? Yep. That's yep. why he couldn't race at two tracks. The tracks are already closed by the time he got there. <laughs> Because it was though back when we were running, you know, local in Naples, uh, but one of the closest ones was Hialeah, and the other one was DeSoto. Well, it's two hours to get there, you know, and by and two hours between two and two and a half hours, depending on traffic, you know. And by the time you know you were to leave here to get up there, you know, it, it just would have never worked. I mean, right. you know, if there was if there was a Charlotte County, I mean, I could get there in about forty five or fifty minutes. Well, that's feasible. If we were to run early, we could have loaded up and you know and right. gone down the road. You know, but the thing about it is, and I'd like just to hear what what he'd have to say why he didn't want those guys to race because you know, you you don't only lose a racer, you lose the people that go there to watch him, and then you lose the fans that actually like to watch that guy race, whether it be good or bad. You and know, he's going to be on tonight, Billy. So you're going to get to hear later on, on the show tonight. Keep listening, all you folks out there. Keep listening. Rex guy will be on to give his reasoning behind uh, why they are doing that. Well, I mean, maybe he's got a good reasoning. But, maybe you know, he does. We'll find out. Yeah, but the, the, the sad part about it is it just doesn't, 
It just doesn't hurt the racer. It hurts the fan, and then it hurts the whole program. I don't think I'm going to be happy with any reason that he would give, especially if I was the drivers. No. You know, because I, I know, listen, these backbone racers, these guys that run sportsmen, these guys that run these cars, man, they struggle, okay, to get their cars ready every mm-hmm. week. Those are the guys that are really working on their cars, you know, because Billy will tell you, we're the late model, you know. We like to work on the cars, but you know what? We're tired of working on the cars. Billy, you're tired of working on the car, aren't you? Um, I get that way. I've got seven race cars, so. Uh, well, you, you know, you, you're a little bit different story because, you know, yeah. you've got something going right now. But when you're doing your own thing, you know, you it's just so, like to pick it, your it, own races. It does, and, it does get old, especially when you bust your tail and you try to, you know, now it takes a devoted person to be able to drive from, you know, if their hometown, say, is Auburndale, winter, you know, winter, wherever they're from. And they drive all the way down to Charlotte County, which may not be that far, but still, they drive down there, they practice, they race, they throw the stuff in the truck, run around there, get paid, and haul butt to the racetrack. And then they take their money at the back gate, they unload their cars, they get on the racetrack, and then to be denied. Yes, it doesn't make sense. They were supporting that racetrack, mm-hmm. their home track. They showed up to support it, and um, I still say that it's got something to do with track owners. Yeah, that's all I can say. And you have to wonder, you know, from the fan perspective, the fans sitting there watching, watching uh, Aaron and Jason being stuck on the track, you know, not allowed to continue on with the rest of the cars, you know, watching them sitting there, the fans in the stand must, you know, wondering what is wrong with those two drivers. Exactly. You know, and that creates another problem. That creates an image problem for those two drivers. Uh, Actually, and in fairness, uh, we did uh, talk to the – we did follow up uh, again throughout the week, and uh, there was uh, at least least, uh, one of the drivers was – or two of the drivers were notified by phone. They were on the way to the track, and they called, and they were actually told that they wouldn't be able to race – not those two. When they uh, two other ones, right? yeah. When, when they when they were told on the way that they wouldn't be able to race because they called the track to let them know they were coming. Aaron uh, and Jason, but are there were some miscommunications. Okay, two there, other guys. There, yeah, there were some miscommunications and some some confusions going on. There was a lot of things going on. As that everybody been knows, four more cars. Well, everybody knows at a racetrack, there's a lot of things going on. So, in fairness, they did call. However, even that still doesn't. For most people, it doesn't. Doesn't change the fact that they still aren't allowed to race. Hey Billy, we got to go. We got a big show tonight. Hey. I appreciate you uh, calling in and us having you on, man. Billy well, Bigley Jr., you're having one of your best years ever on the yeah. Pro Cup Tour, right? Absolutely. All right, man. You go get him. Are you going to be the champ? We're going to try. We're not going to give up until that last sticker flag falls. Go get him, Billy. All right. Um, you got our sticker on your car, buddy? Yeah, on my late model. There you get, go. i got to get some stickers for you for the we'll, other one. We'll get you I'll get with Carol and get some on my program card for you. We'll All get right. some more for you. Thank Billy. you, man. Okay. Bye. Spread the word. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, there you have it, Billy Bigley Jr. Um, he's raced everything. He is such a nice guy. I had spent some time visiting with him down at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. With his traveling house? Yes. With his traveling house. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing. Um, before we go to break, um, you know, we just from Inside Florida Racing, we just want to thank Casey Mays and uh, – FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. She handles all our our needs when it comes to uh, making Inside Florida Racing jackets and our uh, staff shirts. And then they can take care of everything that you want for promotional wise. Your your you know you want you want T-shirts to be able to hand. What if out I got a driving thing? suit? I need bonehead on. She can embroider it all up for you. Make it all look real nice. Make your hats. 
Make it t-shirts to throw out to your fans. Whatever you need. It's I need a hat. Fancyworkembroidery.com. That's I need fancy a hat with an I. And uh, you'll see a link to her website right on the InsidePloridaRacing.com webpage. Don't worry, folks. We will be back. You're listening to Inside Florida Racing. following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you. Soon, check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated at Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes of Merit. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out loud. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. All right, folks, uh, we're back with Inside Florida Racing. It's uh, Rob Elting here, a.k.a. Bonehead. And C.C. Brooks. Yes, and even Jack Smith, we let him talk every now and then. We have to, or he'll just shut our mics off and we can't do anything. Yeah, so uh, this weekend, uh, me and C.C. both found ourselves at Charlotte County Speedway. And, uh, you know, uh, he had pretty good fields of cars, uh, pretty decent fan count. Again, he dodged the weather. Um you know, I accept full responsibility for that. Matter of fact, Bobby was going, why, is the, why have we been having good luck with the weather? And I told him it's because I'm on the air on Saturdays and, you know, and, you know, he, con- controlling the weather he forecast. He says he gives all credit to Joe Gibbs. And uh, if any of you folks want to know about that, next time you see Bobby Deal, say, why do you give all credit to Joe Gibbs for it not raining on your shows? <laughs> He'll get a kick out of that. <laughs> yes, yes, Jackaroo. We'd like to welcome... Uh, 
Is it Patrick? Once again to Inside Florida Racing, Patrick Williams. Welcome, Patrick. Welcome, Patrick. Hello, sir. How you doing, man? Oh, we might get a little tired from the weekend, but I'm getting over it. You put on a show, brother. You put on a show. I appreciate it, man. I tell you what, that was a that was a tough deal the other night, but you know, I had to kind of had a little trouble there in the heat race. I I guess I'm learning as I go still with these dirt late models, but you know, figuring it out as I go, and we we make we're making the best of it. I think. Sounds like you got a pretty good handle on it there, Pat. Yeah, we ain't bad. You know, the guy drive for Mr. Thompson. He's he's pretty he's pretty smart cat, and he you know he kind of keeps me in line. He's he's real calm, so he kind of keeps me calm down. You know and. Sometimes I need that. I get a little <laughs> rambunctious every once in a while. <laughs> you know, Patrick, I had I have one question I've been waiting all weekend to ask you. Was uh, during that long green flag run after you got up there, uh-huh. it, were you were you kind of praying for a caution? Well, I'll be honest with you, I was, and because I didn't, because I could see, I could sit there and I was watching, and I could see I was as good as he was, but I was making more mistakes than he was. And I knew, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was trying to, at the same time, I was trying to chase him but not burn my stuff up because I had to run so hard to get to that point already. You know, and I kind of I kind of got myself in a situation there where I kind of burnt my stuff up there toward the end. When that last when the last caution come out, that kind of killed me, the one with nine to go. Because after that, the car started getting free, getting in the corner. And the track was a little rough, and I, I just I couldn't get in where I was all night long, and it started messing me up. That's how I lost second. Yeah, the turn four trench looked pretty scary. That turn four wasn't bad for me. It was getting into three. It was killing me. I guess. You know, once I once I got that thing turned and pointed, I don't care what it's like then. I can run through the bumps when I'm on the gas. It's, it's trying to get the car set right down in the middle of the corner that kind of messes you up, you know. Yeah, so you're having to deal with a whole new set of problems and learning about the car, huh? Well, yeah, I've, I've kind of been, I've been driving a dirt modified here for a couple of years and, you know, doing the asphalt deal at the same time, and it's, it's a whole new ball game. I mean, you know, you can look around like Wayne Anderson's got him a dirt car now, and you know, Rich Pratt's doing it, Mike Bresnahan's doing it, and you know, none of these guys struggling. I mean, Wayne ain't got to run his a whole lot yet, but once he gets once he gets going and gets a feel of it, I mean, of course, we know he's going to be one to contend with, also. Right. Yeah, I'd love to try it. I tell you, it looks right like now, fun. If you ever drive a dirt car, if you own an asphalt car, don't go drive a dirt car. Yeah, I'll be selling it. Be giving it away. Oh, Rob, he sold everything he's got. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I'll tell you, I, I I know you guys are definitely having fun out there, and uh, I'm just glad to see racing, you know, big again. You know, some big late model races and stuff. You know, that aren't aren't the winter nationals. I mean, think about it. When you have 61 cars show up, and it wasn't the winter nationals. Man, you know, I seen on car night here. I was kind of reading around some stuff today, and. I forgot I even said it, and the guy I put on there a quote of the day was it, and I, I made a statement. I remember saying it after I read it that the guy there was more cars went home than it was made to show. Right, and, and you finished third going to the house. I was proud. I wasn't one of them. And you finished third, dude. You know, it ain't bad. When's the last time? When's the last time you went to an asphalt show and watched anybody? I mean, you know, anybody come from twenty second to, to, to and run second for a long time and then get passed right at the end. You know, right. But it, it's just. That's the biggest thing I like about the dirt over the asphalt, is you just you can race so much better on it. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah, I, that's what I hear from uh, other guys that I've talked to is that you can race your car and change some things that you're doing and make your car work. Whereas on the asphalt, you know, 
You've only got your brakes. <laughs> You're only as good as your brakes on the asphalt, you know. Well, you know, that's a, that's a that's a place there where, since I've started driving for Mr. Thompson, he's helped me a lot because a lot of times, like if I'm at the asphalt track, I mean, I've raced asphalt for so long, and the car's doing a certain thing, and I want to do something different. I kind of know what to do to it. Well, on the dirt, I'm kind of I'm kind of lost a lot of times. Right. You know, I know what I want the car to do, but I don't always know how to go about it. And that's where he helps me a lot. I mean, he's taught me a lot since I've been there. You know, it's. I mean, it's been a real good deal for me. You know, and and I mean, I feel like it's a good deal for him. And I mean, we're running good and we're having a good time. And I mean, in this deal, where everybody's spending a lot of money, so you can have a little fun. It goes a long way. Yeah, and uh, you know, you're doing a good job, Patrick. And whatever it seems like that you're driving, you know, you're driving a variety of cars. You know, it seems like uh, when you're piling them, they're doing pretty well. So uh, I think you've done pretty good with yourself as a race car driver over the years. Well, man, I appreciate it. You know, and. I tell you, I told somebody here a while back, you know, they were, they were kind of said the same thing. And I said, well, you know, you, you kind of, I try not to look back and, and pull my own chain, so to speak, or whatever. But, you know, the night when I won the Powell Memorial at Ocala, when you get there and Wayne Anderson asks you to drive his car, I mean, that's got to say a little bit for you that somebody <laughs> has that much respect for you to let them drive their car, especially somebody of that caliber. Right. You, are you, Patrick, are you going to take that 38 up to uh, Waycross for the United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series race? Nope, I'm not going to go to Waycross. Um, we're going to go to Alabama in two weeks, uh-huh. the National Late Model Series. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Run the two shows there, and then we're going to come back and we're going to put some body panels on it. We're coming. To, we're coming to Charlotte County, man. All right. Yeah, I would oh, say. I would say that um, if Patrick comes to Charlotte County with, with the dirt race, he's probably going to. He's probably going to win that race. He got a good car under him. He's going to. He's going to be the one I'd pick to win that. <laughs> some race. extra body panels, huh? Well. That thing kind of got beat up a little bit this weekend. You know, it was kind of the alphabet soup deal there. I kind of got stuck in the B main, and, you know, we, we had a good car in the heat racing, and I, I kind of made a mistake. I, you know, it's my own fault. I can't blame nobody but myself, and I was kicking myself, and it was over because you know how hard it is to get in a show like that. Right. You know, and to do something to yourself and not get in a show, it kind of aggravated me pretty bad. And, you know, Mr. Thompson kind of got me settled down there a little bit, and, you know, and we made the best of it. I run off in the concert. I mean, I ran off and left everybody, you know, and won by a pretty good margin. And I said, I knew we was going to be good in the future if I could ever get there. And once I got there, then I felt pretty good about my chances, you know. And, I mean, I wanted to win that race as much as James Powell wants to win the Powell Memorial. Right. You know. Well, you know, at least they say with the alphabet soup, as long as you don't pick the DNF out or the DNS out, you're fine. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, I tell you what, you stand there on the front straightaway and you – you look around at some of the guys that wasn't on the front straightaway during driver introductions. You look at some of the guys who were standing around in the pit area. You got a lot of feature wins standing in the pit area. Let me ask you something, Patrick. Have you ever uh, raced at two racetracks in the same night? Yes, I have. Talk to me a little bit about that, about your feelings of uh, maybe uh, Auburndale's decision not to allow guys to do that, race at another racetrack. And, and did you have there. fun? And did you have fun doing it? Well, you know, just like Dickie said a few minutes ago, if we don't support our racetracks, they ain't going to be there. And I've been to Auburndale this year, and I'm kind of like Rob, I'm kind of like you, I'm kind of like Billy. He can't give me an explanation that's going to satisfy me. Thank you. Thank you for backing me up and everyone else that's been coming on. Here's my thing about that. I've been there this year. He don't have enough cars to run one car off. Right. Are enough fans there? Are enough fans to be running them off if they're mad because he's taking cars off the racetrack? And just and just like I, you know, I've been listening to the show the whole time tonight, and for, you know, just like somebody said earlier, 
you know, if it's if it's something personal, man, he needs to settle that outside. I mean, he needs to take care of that. I mean, because you know, the, the way I look at it, in rational rationality wise, Rob, let's say me and you went to went to Lakeland and run Friday night when it was still a little track, right, right, and I blowed my motor, and I'm working all day, and I don't get to the racetrack till nine thirty. Is it right for him not to let me race? No. Is there a difference between them guys coming from Charlotte County and just getting there late? Right, and see, that's that's the kind of things that he needs to be asked. What if it's a rain out? What if they came from somewhere? Or what if they were just working on their car and got there late, you know? And what there it comes no, down no to... explanation. I'm sorry. There's I, I, there's always agendas and... And the problem is, like with, like what Dickie said, he's run... You know, back when he was racing, I mean, you had the Palm Beach Fairgrounds was open. You had Hialeah. There was more racetracks. Sure. You know, and like he said, it's harder to do now. You know, I ran Bronson one night and, and, and got through early... And we hauled up Lake City, had to change the gear when we got there. Right. And I ran a feature there. Sure. I was welcome with open arms. Hey, guys, you got to start in the back. Hey, I knew that when I got here. And it was really cool when you did it, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, you, you know, you feel you feel like you've accomplished something. I mean, That's right. You know, these guys, I mean, Aaron Williams is a heck of a race car driver. I raced against him in Auburndale this year. Right. You know, and, I mean, I, from what I've known of him, he's first class. So I don't. I just don't see, there's, there's no explanation that could satisfy me i would have loved to seen it been you and them explain that to you uh, i don't want to see that <laughs> because you know, in, in, in a way guys it's it's, it's like they're saying we own our yes, drivers exactly you can't go anywhere else and and that is just that's just wrong and that's well, one of the and it's it's not fair and it's not fair to the drivers it's not fair to the fans the way i look at that deal right there is if he's going to do that he not only cheated aaron and I don't remember the other guy Jason. who did it. Jason, okay. He didn't only cheat them two. He should have stood at the front gate and gave everybody their money back. Oh, and they said, according everybody to them, that only one, he said only one fan called, and they explained it to them. And I was like, There's if you no really. Explanation, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The fans shouldn't have to listen to that kind of stuff. Every one of them from getting to see a, a better race with two mm-hmm. more cars in it. Because I yeah. guarantee you there wasn't 24 of them there to start. I think there was eight. There was eight. There was eight. Now, they would have made ten, and they were on the you, track. You understand where I'm coming from. Oh, dude, I'm right. You know that. If 22, then we'd have had 24. That makes yeah. it better. Listen, if Bobby Deal had 24 cars in his field, and that's all he said he was going to pay, and there wasn't anybody that went home before then, and some guys traveled all that way, he'd throw them in the back, and he'd even pay them, and he wouldn't even blink an eye if they mm-hmm. came from Auburndale or they came from DeSoto or they came, it doesn't matter where. And I, that's why, it, you know, you brought up a good point. What if a guy's been working on his car because he raced on Friday night and he's working on his car and he doesn't get it done until feature time, it's 9 o'clock, he missed everything else, what are you going to do then? And if his answer to that is, well, we let him race, then there's agendas. You know, and like I say, man, it's, you know, the way the economy is today, you know, all of us racers need all them racetracks, and all them racetracks need all of us racers. That's right. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a double-edged sword. We all need each other here. Exactly. You know, we need y'all doing this radio show. Yeah. Just like, you know, y'all need me and Dick and Billy Bigley to talk on y'all radio. That's right. Motor. That's we right. We all got to help each other. That's you right. Know? We ain't, none of us making any money at this deal. We just do it because we love it. You know, Rick, Dick got on me the other night, you know. He said, hey, now, you make sure you support these places. Yeah. He ain't just picking on one guy, trust me. You know, when Dick's saying this, I mean, he's, you know, he's making, he's got a valid point, and he's trying to make his point across to everybody, and I, I commend him for it because, I mean, there wasn't nothing break my heart no worse than not that racetrack to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they're going away 
Oh, you no. Know, I mean, they're, you know, and it's just like this weekend at Volusia. I mean, you know, I've read a bunch on Carnate Day, people complaining about getting out of there at 3 in the morning. You know, and I was talking to Carol Woods earlier today, and I said, Carol, what would happen if we got to, to Charlotte County, you know, the next time they run a late model race and we had 61 late models show up? They, You're not going to get out of there at 11 o'clock. You don't understand what I'm saying? All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, they, they, they shouldn't be complaining. They got to see... Everything was worth every bit of the extra time to hang out this, to see that this, show. This man. Ken Kenny, this Ken Kenny guy, he has put together a great series, and so far has become a great promoter, and has these races. That's not Winter Nationals. It's not anything special. It's United Dirt Late Model Series, and every race he's got fifty cars there. I've been to two of his shows this year. I run the Powell Memorial, and I've run the Scott Thompson Memorial. It was fifty three at the Powell, sixty one at the Scott Thompson. And that's more cars in those two races than will be at Charlotte County Speedway for their late model, the super late model race for the next uh, mm-hmm. three or four races. Yeah, and I mean, you know, them people got to see, I mean, from my standpoint, them people got to see a lot of good racing Saturday. Sure enough, I, did. I just wish some of the asphalt racers would dig their stuff back out and come on and race, man. It makes you it know, more exciting I, when there's 24 cars out there. The whole thing is, I, I'm on both sides. Yeah. Because, I mean, y'all know, you'll see me at Charlotte County next time we're there, you know. Like I had a bad night last time I was down there, and you know me and Bobby talked about it, and me and Bobby Square, yeah, he's you know him and him and the guy that I drive for, Tommy Sisma. I mean, you know they talked and everything, and, and I'm sure we'll be right back down there the next time. And like I say, I'm bringing a dirt car. You know, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to come with a dirt car the week before and practice. Yeah, know? yeah, I hope you, you know? do. I'd like to see it. And the whole thing is, is, and I'm gonna tell you something. Anybody that's listening that goes to the races down there, y'all hadn't seen a race yet. Oh yeah, this this is going to be something um, for fans. If they've never, if they've never gotten to a dirt track to watch the United Dirt Lake models go, um, they definitely need to be at Charlotte this night to watch them. I mean, I think asphalt, you'll see. I think amazing. you'll see some guys driving in the corner three wide. Oh, and, I really and, yeah. and Patrick, uh, uh, for yourself and for everybody listening, uh, this will be one of the most heavily promoted events in the state of Florida this year. August Isn't 16th. Isn't that right, Cece? August 16th. It is going to be very heavily promoted if I have my way. And I, I'm and you already have way. your way. And I have my way already. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna promote the hell out of this place. Yep. And it's, yeah, I really think, you know, I think it's going to be a good show. you got a bunch of good race cars coming. And, I mean, I don't look for 60, but I look for 30 to be there at least. Yeah, you think you'll yeah. jack the tire off the ground all the way around the racetrack? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to have all four of them on the ground there. <laughs> You know, but I'm, the thing that's going—the thing that's going to amaze people—is how fast them cars get around there. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, the last time I was there with with Tom System of Silver Seventy Seven, I think I was second fast qualifier to fifteen oh one. I think it's going to take a fourteen two to be on the pole at least. See, I told you. Fourteen two. I just, nice. I just, I, I'm ready to see it. That's all I can tell you. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I wish he'd take the roofs off of them. Yeah, topless. Make it, make it a topless race. Would it make you go faster? Oh yeah, they run faster without the roofs on. Well, then, well, did you tell Bobby Deal that? Uh, oh, he don't have anything to do with it. It's Ken Kenny. That's right. We go no faster than they're already going to be. Trust me. <laughs> I want to see them run them kind of times. I, I I'll be amazed myself. But I know they're more aerodynamic. But um, well, hey. I can't wait. I'm going to be in the good luck to all you guys. Race, that's too. all I can this tell you. I'll see you on the tenth the week before. Those people to sit down. Those people to sit down low, getting in the corner. They might want to move up just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to be driving in the corner. I, I like I said, somebody's going to try three wide. You know, the thing the thing with them dirt cars is, and and I've drove them on asphalt before, is 
you get you get to where you want to lift that, like an asphalt car. And I mean, you got to go another three, four car lengths down there before you pick your foot up. And I mean, you're just out of gas for a split second in them things. You know, they got so much arrow to them, right? You know, and they're so wide, and they got the bigger wheels on them. You and know, they, I think it's going to really be a good race. I mean, I, you're going to see some stuff get tore up. Oh yeah, you that. You when know. one of them hits the wall, it's going to tear up them dirt yep. cars. Oh yeah, you know, but. And I'm gonna tell you, I, you know, I, I really appreciate them doing it, you know. And Ken Kenny's doing a good, doing a good job, you know. And don't yeah. take me wrong when I say that he's doing a real good job, you know. But last year, up until the last last couple races of the season, the National Late Model they were getting 45 and 50 cars a night too. Sure. You know, so the dirt cars are out there. Absolutely. The cars are out there. These guys have just got they got to kind of help each other, like Big said, you know, and like Billy said too. They got to help each other. And don't everybody jump under the tent together when everybody's going in the, in the dump together. Yeah, that's what happens. You know how that goes. I mean, and I don't have the answer. You know, I was out at Boston here the other day doing a job for Mike Cope, and he asked me, he said, you got any ideas? And I said, Mike, if I had the answer, I'd, I'd own this place, buddy. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. I mean, you think about it. I, I just I don't have the answer, but we've all got to step up and, and give the guy our money and help him out. But in Rex Guy's situation, he's got to stand there with his hand out and take our money with open arms. Yeah, and uh, not have some kind of stipulation about just because you race somewhere else. I, I definitely agree, and I appreciate you uh, being on the show tonight. And uh, uh, congratulations on finishing third in a field of sixty-one cars. I'm sure that had to be just as good as winning. So uh, well, take it easy. It was it was as good for me, but it was better for the whole Thompson family. They got to sit there and watch, and you know it's a tough deal for all of them. And I mean, I'm very good friends with the whole family. You know, me and Bill, which is was Scott's father. We work on the car together all the time. You know, Scott's mother's always there. His sisters are there. His aunts, his uncles. You know, everybody, they still come to the races, which means a lot to me that they took me in just like family also, you know. Well, I heard you put on the show. I, I tried, man. If I had about two more spots, it would have been even better. I might have danced on the roof. <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing you down at Charlotte uh, racing on the 16th, August 16th. We'll see you there. And on the 10th, and he'll the be 10th. there. Oh, yeah, that's okay. That's right. Super late models on the 10th, so he's going to get a little bit of extra practice on okay. them. Thanks, boy. thanks, Patrick, for uh, spending some time with us tonight, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. There you have it, Patrick Williams, finishing third in the United Dirt Late Model Series uh, race, and um, he'll be racing two weeks in a row there at Charlotte mm-hmm. County with the asphalt uh, super late model race. You're going to run dirt. in that super late yeah, model I'm race? ready, man. I was ready? ready to race okay. this one. I'm ready. I'd go race. And see, I want to see these guys race these cars on the asphalt, yeah. these dirt late models. But before but we Soto has a race on that same week for their late models. Aww. Before we bring uh, Rex Guy on a couple, uh-huh. we got a few announcements. Um, I just wanted to say again, uh, I mean, I was a little surprised, quite frankly. Um, I, I guess I shouldn't have been, but I was. Uh, Rick Angie's expressed the same thing to me. We were just really, really can't say enough about um, how we were treated with from the Volusia Speedway staff and management. And I hate saying that stuff, but I tell you, it really did. It it stuck out, man. They they uh, and and Billy Osborne, he worked his ass off, and. Uh, uh, Phil Shriver is actually going to write in an article about that because uh, he sat up there and watched Billy the whole night and watched what he did and how he handled the, the race director job there. And uh, he kind of kind of took Phil Shriver to school. On uh, that Waycross race of the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, we found out this afternoon that they're taking down the turn one wall uh, because the turn one wall, turn one and two there at, at Waycross is uh, – is, uh, 
like place where they tear up a lot of cars because that track is almost like an asphalt track. It's oil-based dirt. It's extremely fast, and the track has taken down the turn one and two wall for this race uh, coming up in uh, the second of August. Okay. Yeah, Dirt Lake Mountain House. And next week, beginning next week, we talked about this. Yes. We'll be live on FM radio inside Florida Racing. We're w- at WHBE 102.1. Yep. In and Tampa. That was my old pirate radio. Uh, we'll have more about that later. That was my okay. old pirate radio. Uh, you guys were laughing at me, but I mean it. 102.1. I was serious, man. When we went to Volusia, we were not expecting to. I mean, it was really, really. We, we were treated very well there. Oh, well, I, I nobody's wasn't, laughing. I wasn't Who's laughing, laughing at you. I was not laughing at Rick you. Was. Oh, Rick I'm, was. I'm, I'm oh, laughing Rick. at yeah. Rick, Jack. Yeah. I'm Rick. laughing at Rick, not you. You guys I'm crack, laughing at Rick. Crack Rick up. So um, do we need to take a break and, and, and to get Rex on the line, or um, is that what you're going to do right now? Is that really? Okay. Good, then folks. You've been listening to Inside Florida Racing. Cece, what's up? Don't go anywhere, because coming up, it is the man everybody wants to hear from, Rex Guy. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Never in the history of cinema. Have so many done so little for so many. Anybody can pay eight bucks to see a movie, but only a true artist can be paid eight bucks to be in a movie. Snotty lead actors need lines, direction, motivation, not you. You sit on your butt perfectly in scene after scene. A true pro, you're always focused, even if you're seldom in focus. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Nobody, because you're not just anybody, you're a paid anybody. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you soon. Check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated and Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. For our racing to survive, what, what all, our, all of these racers don't understand is we all need to be part-time uh, promoters. Yeah. Uh, we all need to promote our sport and promote our racetrack. And, and every other racer I talk to is trying to run his racetrack into the ground and, and, uh, and bitching and complaining about everything and bitching and complaining about the, to everybody that will listen to them. Well, you know, to me this has got a negative effect well, that's going to come back and hurt you when all at once you don't even have that racetrack there to race at. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, if all the racers, if all the racers, racers would go out and try to promote their racetrack and their sport a little bit more, I'm telling you what, we uh, 
you'd see a whole lot uh, more racetracks that are open and stand open. And uh, uh, it's like I say, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. <laughs> he always cracks me and up when he says that. Welcome back to maybe Inside Florida Racing. Maybe I'm outdated. I'm yeah. CeCe Brooks along with Rob Bonehead Elding. And, uh, of course, Jack is here running Master Control. And, He's well, a master, now, right. Rob, this is, the, uh, this is the interview everybody has waiting, been waiting for all week long. And uh, please welcome to Inside Florida Racing, Rex Guy from Auburndale. Hi, Rex. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. How are you guys tonight? We're doing great. Uh, just wanted to finally get a chance to talk to you, Rex, about this decision that you've uh, decided to make at your racetrack, which... Uh, uh, I've heard a few things tonight. I've had a few phone calls uh, telling me uh, a little bit how you guys kind of get carried away with things. And, you know, what do you want to know? Well, I think the, I think the first thing that, that I would like you to address is just your side of the story of what happened last Saturday. Since we've had the driver's side, let's hear your side, please. Let me tell you the whole side. Jack Smith knows the whole story. And, you know, I thought we got this clarified the other day, Jack, about your uh, two drivers were told that uh, the reason it happened. And evidently, you didn't get this situation straight. But let me tell you guys how it is on the air. These guys were told they could not come in to the tail end of the race and get in this race. We have a... Rex, are you there? Hello? Hello? Rex? Um, are we experiencing a, a technical difficulty here? Rex, did, did we lose the uh, connection, Jack? Yeah, his cell phone must have went out here. We'll uh, try him right back. Okay. All right. Um, right when he was fixing to get into it, I wanted to hear. Well, definitely. Let's call we, him back real quick. Yeah, call him back, please, because uh, this is, you know, we really... We want to be fair. We want to hear, you know, the driver's side. We want to hear Rex's side. Um, but I don't know, Rob. He said we were getting carried away. Well, uh, obviously, is that he doesn't think that it's a, a big decision. Okay, so we've Here established. We uh, hi, Rex. Hey. Oh, okay, please. I have please. Sprint, and it's not. It's not worth anything. It's about like this stuff. Okay. Uh, okay. Please continue. Okay, where, where, what did you hear? Well, you started to uh, tell us that uh, Jason and Aaron were told ahead of time that they weren't going to be able to race. Exactly. Now, why wouldn't you let them race? Just what? Why wouldn't you let them race? Why would you tell them they're not allowed to race? Why did I tell them they wouldn't be allowed to race? You're not going to come in here and jump in the tail end of, the, of a race uh, just to be able to come there to be able to draw a field for the next week. That's not fair to the racers that are there. We have a $2,000 points fund in that class. I will protect the racers that are there. Some people agree. Some people don't. The decision was, I take it up on myself, that Ronnie did not get the information. My tech man had the information to get done. But what really irritates me, Jack, CC, Rob, whoever's on the radio, and, and the There's a lot of people listening. Well, I hope they all listen, because I'll tell you what. What takes on place here is people like you guys that blow stuff out of proportion and you don't do what you're supposed to do, Jack. We had this discussion the other day. This isn't Jack. This Listen, so, this isn't Rob, Jack's Rob, show. Rob, this... see whoever it is, let me explain something here. Go ahead. Let me tell you what happens here. I'll tell you the whole nine yards. Arbondale Speedway is a speedway where you can come and you're wanted to race at this speedway. 
I'm a racer. I've been all over. And I tell you what, I enjoy racing. I enjoy seeing different people race at this racetrack. But when you try to push the buck, that's what makes me mad. These guys knew it when they pushed the buck. But you know what? What, what, what buck are you talking about? They didn't push the buck. They're trying to make money with their race car. What's wrong with racing at two racetracks in one night? Wait a minute, guys. They were told they couldn't race that night, okay? You are the only the only track owner or promoter that I have ever heard in my years of racing cars in this state, and I've been racing cars for a long time, that would make such a decision. Well, you want to know something? What's that? Have you ever owned a racetrack? It doesn't matter if you own a racetrack. I've been a fan, and I've been a racer. The owner of the racetrack doesn't matter. Without fans and without racers, you do not have a racetrack. You guys know so much about racing. Why don't you go out and try to promote a racetrack? We do promote racing. This show is all about promoting racetracks just like yours, and you don't appreciate it. You hurt racers. You hurt racetracks. No, we don't hurt anybody. Guys like you that make decisions like that. Here's what you do. You promote one racetrack. No, we don't. We promote your racetrack. I've already had phone calls today, and I'm not going to argue with you guys on the radio because it's not worth it. Let me tell you, Arbondale will survive. I don't have a problem with these racers. I've discussed these problems with the racers. We have our problem resolved. It's never been a problem. We implemented a rule. And the rule will stand is what we've been for. We have made some changes on it, believe me. Which are? The race at Arbondale. People are welcome. I have talked with Jason. I have talked with Aaron. Matter of fact, David Williamson the other night, after he won his feature, got out of his car and stood up and told the people, thank, I want to thank the promoters and the owners of Arbondale Speedway for our clean, friendly place to rest. You know what, guys? You guys don't even understand what goes on at Arbondale. We're there for the people. We're a family track. We're a kid's track. We're there. Rex, we have promoted your track all year long on this station. We promoted it the other night, uh, last week, for 15 minutes straight. We promoted promote your track almost every week. Well, as I said earlier, People, there's a lot of people, including Rob Elting, who's speaking to you right now, who simply disagree with one particular rule. That doesn't mean we hate your racetrack. It doesn't mean we're bad-mouthing your racetrack. He's simply having a disagreement. Well, you know what, Jack? You guys can have your disagreement, but why don't you just let it drop? Well, it does drop, but it's other people. The problem is solved. It doesn't matter. The problem is solved. You want to linger things out here. You want to continue to linger. No, he just want. We just wanted it's, your. Explanation. It's not lingering, Rex. That's you, all. You, you this were, is your opportunity. Hold to on. Let me say it. something. Let me say something. Okay. All right, let me give. Last you, week. Let me finish my opinion. All right. Now, yeah. you have people that work for you that write things on your uh, Karnak board, your Karnak board that blow stuff out of proportion. You know what, Jack? The board is not good for racetrack. Because you got people that have their opinion. Everybody has an opinion. Don't let me. Everybody has an opinion. Then what's wrong with the board? There's not. I don't. What's wrong with the board? You got people that write things that work for you that didn't even know the truth of the side. And that's you, Carol Wick. Well, she's not here, and we have nothing to do with her. My show, our show, has nothing to do with Karnak or any of that. Karnak powers the website that puts the show out to the world. That's it. Okay, I have no agenda at all, okay? And I just want to know why 
you, as the track owner, pull two race cars off the racetrack. If you're there for the fans and you're supposed to be the guy that's there for the fans, you pull the tracks, cars off the racetrack. It, it doesn't make sense as a race car driver. It's not Jack. This is Rob talking to you. Jack runs the controls. This is my show. CC's show. Standard at racetrack, okay? You understand that? Yes. Why would you tell them that? I want to know why. That was a decision I made. Why? That it was a decision made because it's a points race. Okay. So points race. They're running for points, correct? Pardon me. Aren't they running for points at your racetrack? Okay. Is it fair for them to come out there and jump and take a jump ahead of people who've been there all day? Running? Absolutely. If they start in the rear, because that's the way your rules read. Your rules have read, as long as they show up and start in the rear, Wayne Morris did it two weeks ago. He showed up, raced at Charlotte no, County. No, no. You want to throw up Wayne Morris? Let's just end the point. Wayne couldn't get on your radio show tonight because his radio's broke. His phone is. Why did, why'd you let him race? Wayne Morris called to tell me, hey, guys, I'm coming over. I'm running a late model. A late model, and understand this. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Very carefully say this. A late model is an entry fee. Wayne Moore's come in there and paid a hundred and fifty dollar entry fee. He so started dead last. So there's no points there. So so there's a this the fans don't know the difference, Rex. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The fans do not know anything about that BS right there. Okay. I didn't have any fans upset about it. Yeah, you don't. Yes, you did. You had plenty of fans upset about it because I heard about the boos that were going on when you yanked the cars off the racetrack. Rex, an eight-car show or a ten-car show. You put ten cars out there. You take two of them off for a personal reason, and that's all it is is a personal reason. It's not correct. How can it be personal? Tell me how. Rob, you know so much about me. How is it personal? I know enough about you that you said because you guys raced at Charlotte County Speedway, you're not racing at my racetrack. You know what? It has nothing to do with Charlotte County, big boy. Then what does it have to do with? Why don't you come to my track? Why don't you meet me? Because, number one, I don't think you know me good enough. There's enough people at that racetrack. I'm there for the racers at that racetrack. So don't go. What about the fans? What about the fans that pay the money to give to those racers? You what? know what? They were coming to the track anyway. I spoke with Mr. Aaron, and Aaron said, well, if I knew I couldn't race, I'd be there for my dad. So give me a break, Rob. Yeah, give me a break. You're the only you're the only track promoter or track owner that would make such a ridiculous rule that not have guys come race at your racetrack, okay? Hey, excuse me just a minute. Uh, Rex, could you – this is Jack Smith. Could you explain – just where's – Rob, Rob, just hang on a minute, Rob. Just to explain the reasoning behind and, and, and make it try to make it clear because, honestly, we have had literally hundreds and hundreds of people who want to know the answer to this. The is why was, Rob. What, no, wait a minute. Wait, hang on. Hang on. What, what we want to know is explain the reasoning in, in detail as to how this protects the points leaders and, and what the theory of all this is so we can all understand it. It's just very, very understanding. I even talk to some of the racers. They understand. Some racers act understand it. Some don't. Take the guys that are there running right now. Aaron runs fourth in points at the moment. I have a $2,000 points fund for that. I should say I, we. Our family does. I'm not the only owner there. We have it. We set it up. 
you race 80% of the races to race here. I've got guys that are racing there every week that are there supporting that track every week. Aaron does race there every week when he can. Yes, he does. But based the fact, I don't care where you go race. If you're racing for points, it's your decision. Are you going to stay here and race for points tonight, or you want to go run somewhere else? Okay? If you want to go run somewhere else, that is perfectly fine. But don't think at the end of the night you're going to miss a heat race. You're going to run right back over here, jump out here into this race, and be able to knock out three or four more cars you know you're better than. I don't play that game. These guys are here racing all day long also. Just to be able to set and draw a pill for the next week. You know, there's a guy that should have been on your show tonight, Wayne Morris, would have explained a little bit more than I did. But that's the reasoning behind it. So now we have implemented that rule, and it's not called the Aaron rule. It's to protect the racers at our racetrack. Every racetrack has different rules. You show the racetrack, all the rules are the same. They're not. I do work with other track owners. I work with Citrus County. I work with uh, Rusty Marcus over at Orlando. I try to work with uh, Bobby Deal, but you can't work with Bobby Deal. That's your track. So let's face the fact, I did try to work. Um, I just want to point out that we don't have a track. This is a show that covers all the racing that goes on in an entire state, and anybody who wants to sit down and listen to all of our shows will clearly see that we cover racing from one end of the state to the other. Which is good, Jack, which is good. But, guys, like I told you before, you were supposed to call me 10 minutes before the show, Jack, but you didn't do it. Now I'm giving you just how it is. I don't want to get a pissing match with anyone. And we don't want we to either. Hey, we made a rule. This is the way it is, guys. Whether you like it or whether you don't like it, that's the way it is. We have a new rule. It is finalized, fine-tuned. I won't say exactly what it is because... It'll be on the it'll be on our website probably uh, say Saturday. But it's okay if it's a late model; they can come race, right? Look, if it's not a point race, but no, we've got it fixed now where you can come race. We've got it fixed where you can come race, and I, I'm quote I might not be exactly right because I didn't read it after they rewrote it. I think I really think it's going to be you can come race if you don't make the heat. You can come jump on the tail end, but you're not going to get points or be able to draw a pill for the next week. I'll pay you for what place you finish, but you won't get points for a pill. Right. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, that's what that's what we're kind of implementing. Like Rob said on the radio to the night, guys, we will listen, but you got to put something out there. Sure. Well, we, we did. And I breakers come up and say, hey, let's do it this way. But, no, it's like everybody wants to jam what – what we've done, it, guys. I don't want to get up. No, I, I think I think Rex that a lot of this. I really do believe that a lot of this wasn't necessarily. I mean, obviously, from everything that we've heard, and, and we had you know, Dick Anderson on the phone tonight. We had uh, on the on the show. We had Patrick Williams. I mean, these are top people. Been around a long time. And a lot, a lot of racers we've talked to. Billy Bigley Jr. All these folks. They, they really don't understand why the, the sensibility of the rule. Now, you guys obviously have the right to race, do the run your racetrack any way you want. That's your it's your track. You can do it, run I'll your business honest. any way you want. But but I, I think a lot of the problem, Rex. I think a lot of the problem was is that there wasn't a rule in place, and the decision was made when there wasn't a rule in place, and instead of 
I think a lot of this come down to the fact that had there been the rule made afterwards and then implemented, I think a lot of this would have been alleviated. And you know what, God? Maybe you're right, but that's not the way it happened. Yeah, I understand. I'm just pointing that out. You know what? I will say, yeah, I, I will take responsibility for it. I don't. I have big shoulders. I don't mind. I told you. I told Phil Schreiber when he called me, if I have anything to hide, why should I tell you? Exactly, right? That's a fact. That's a fact. But there's one thing about it. Arbondale has a good race program. Arbondale will survive. We run a clean slate. I'm there for these racers. I give them a clean ground. I don't. I say our family does. We give them what they ask for. We work with the racers, but we will control that racetrack. Absolutely. It's a good place to go race. I've raced at several tracks in the state of Florida, and I'll tell you what. I'll be racing. Well, I won't. My son will be racing at Orlando Speed World Saturday night. Have you ever, uh, have you and your teams ever, uh, ever raced more than one track in a day? No, I've never been able to make it back. I've tried it, but it didn't work. Not even like a rain out and gone to another track? I've gone to Citrus, and I never could get back to make the race. Well, I just want to say to you, Rex, this is Rob, is I, 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 I like your racetrack. I'm a Tampa boy, okay? I'm from that area. I'm, that's where I was born and raised. And I raced cars at Sunshine Speedway for many years, okay? And I've raced at your racetrack in different cars, and uh, I've raced at every racetrack in the state of Florida. And I want to see every one of you racetracks survive. But in order to survive, you guys can't continually do things that aggravate drivers and fans. That's all. And you guys can make whatever decisions you want because it's your racetrack. But it's our responsibility. I take it on my shoulders because I got big ones too. As I'm a driver, and when I see things that aren't right, I have a show. I have a forum here, not no written forum on the computer, okay, a vocal one where I can talk to guys just like yourself, where I've talked to Don Narone. I've talked to John Sapricone. I've talked to Bobby Deal. I've talked to you before, okay? And this show is about promoting you and your racetrack. And, and just, and just, and just for the record, Rex, you can trust me on this one. Uh, uh, Rob Bonehead Elting has had uh, more knockdown dragout time with uh, with Bobby Deal than anybody else in the you know, state. Look, guys, I don't care. Let's, let me put the record straight. I don't have a problem with Bobby Deal. I wish you guys would get that understood. Bobby's just another promoter. What Bobby does is, you got me there? Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we've got you. What Bobby does is, is, Bobby, what Rex and Rob up here at Arvin does, Dale does is Arvindale. I don't care. You know, I, I've got my racetrack to worry about, and that's the, that's the first and foremost thing I think about is what we have to do at our racetrack. And it's our job as a show to report and to give our opinion on the things that go on at all these racetracks. Because you can guarantee if any one of these track owners, okay, did the same thing that happened the other night at your racetrack, you can guarantee that I would have put them right on the same hot seat because I just feel that you did a disservice to those boys by not letting them race and then making the decision afterwards that actually they could have. If you'd have gone down there and told them, you guys can race, but you're not going to get your points tonight, I think that probably would have been a better thing to do because I've talked about it before, Rex. The fans, they aren't privy 
to the stuff that goes on between owners and drivers. So they don't know that those guys didn't have the right gear in their car. They don't know that those guys are trying to get some extra points, okay? okay? All they know is it's a car on the racetrack and a car number, and there were fans picking that car number to probably win. They don't even know who the driver is. And when you pull them off the racetrack, it upsets them. That's Exactly, all. and as a fan. They should have never been on the racetrack. Well, you're right, but see, but you th- let that slip through your fingers early, yes. and once it was done, you know, in hindsight, would you have done it the same way after you looked at it now? You know, I did. I did say that to my race director. Right. It's my fault. It's my fault. My race director did not know that. Right. But let me let me set this record straight again. I don't make the decisions there very much. Right. I have a race director. His name's Ronnie Sims. Yes, I know him well. Ronnie, and Ronnie does a good job for me. Absolutely. I make very. I don't have to make make very many decisions. Decisions I make are basically is making sure the officials do their correct job. You know what? That's the only way I like it. I don't want to have to walk around there with a radio on. Saturday night, I didn't have a radio on. My show was done at 1030. Very happy. Officials did a great job. You can't always have these things. But as a owner-promoter, you do have to check the background of what's going on in your racetrack. You got to make sure everything is running right. When there's a decision made, you got to stand behind it, and I don't back away from it. But there's one thing I will tell you: if I make a decision, don't try to buck it, because when you buck it, you buck the wrong person. If you go back and read on your uh, the Carnac website for Arbondale, someone posted something there today, Jack. Matter of fact, Car Doctor. I, I have no idea. I don't read it. I just well, don't read that stuff. <laughs> Go back and read. I it. don't. I don't read it. No, I, it's we, not. It's not anything that pertains to pertains me and my show and my life. But it pertains to what's going on at Armville. Sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. Listen, the message board has good people on it, and the message board has idiots on it. So I don't take stock into any of it. Okay, what I take stock in is the real deal. Okay, I'm all about the reality of what's going on. That's what our show's about. And I, I wish that tra- track owners, that they wouldn't take into effect the stuff that goes on on the message boards, especially some of the negative stuff, because the positive things always outweigh the negative things, Rex. Okay? Your racetrack does positive things. This one thing that we're talking about right here is, is not anything that puts any stain on your racetrack to me or to most racers and fans out there. I just wanted to get your um, from your mouth, exactly what happened because you know you get a lot of this here hearsay, and uh, I get hearsay. We we get hearsay because of the well, fact you that know what basically, Rob, I had a probably an hour conversation with Jack Smith the other night. He understood what happened, but he's not. What happened? But he's not this show. Even though Jack works the controls on this show, and this show comes out over Karnak, I can't express to everybody out there listening. Okay, I and CC have nothing to do with Karnak.com other than the fact they power this show. I do this show for free. She does this show for free. Exactly. This is our 51st week of doing free two hours every Monday night. And at the beginning of the show, you made a comment that shows like this kind of um, are kind of not needed. Okay? And oh, I agree with it. What we do is needed. I agree with, I agree with it not needed. Well... 
Our show's not needed? Is that what you're saying? It's not needed. Is that what, is that what you're Seriously, saying? Okay, can you... You guys think that car... Basically, you guys think promoters screw up. Uh, We're not in a boat by ourselves. No, I'll tell you what... That's perfect. That was perfect. Nobody no, no, said no, no, you no. were. Go ahead. Rex? Yes. Hi. Okay. Um, When it comes to promoters, I think what we've talked the most about is just um, a lack of promoting and getting the word out there about races, big events, contacting drivers, doing things to increase car counts and fan counts. Um, and that's the thing that we talk about a lot in something that we believe in strongly, that um, more things need to be done because we want to see all the tracks survive. And so we want to see things done to bring the fans there and, and to bring the cars there. Now, I really would love for you to tell me why my show that I do with Rob is not needed because I hear nothing but positive feedback from drivers from all over that love this show and love what we do and love the opportunities that we give them and other other track owners and promoters love the opportunities that and we racers give them. from your racetrack. In the last year, we've interviewed over 450 race car drivers and promoters. But on we're this not show. needed. On what's this. not needed is attitudes like that. Okay, that's what's not we, needed. We work, guys like you, we work that just think, as hard at promoting racing and racetracks. You think as that you your racetrack? You, you think me. your racetrack is so big and you're going to continue on racing? Okay, the reason why. Your racetrack has fans there and has race car drivers there, okay, is because of shows like ours and media like ours that continues to put out information about guys like yours racetracks. That continue to down? Nobody downs that's a, your that's absolutely That's absolutely not true, and I take exception to that. That's absolutely not the case. Out of the 50 shows we've done, I guarantee you that on at least 30 of them, we've spent time promoting your racetrack, and we have never had personal attacks against you or any other promoter. No personal attacks are ever put out on this show, ever. Period. So, so how is it not needed, Rex? Uh, I just don't feel like it's needed. I think, you know what, really and truly, promoters can promote their racetrack. I promote my race, our racetrack. I don't say mine. I promote- oh, yeah, or your grandstand's full. Hey, let me put it. Are your grandstands full? Are your car counts so full that you're sending people home? Hold on, man. Let me explain. Like that, that that you're a king. Show me a a grandstand that's full. Show me one. Tell me one. Oh, I can. I can show you. There's there's, there's plenty of full grandstands, but. Not from people that that say that. <laughs> there's been a there's been a few full grandstands. This Not year, at Rex. Auburndale. The, Not at Auburndale. The, the point is, Rex, is that what we take exception with is that you're attacking the messenger. And I'm going to tell you, people like myself who do this show and CC and Rob Elting, Rick Angies, the po- folks who do Trackside tonight on the other coast, uh, Joe Linebarrier and Randy Dye and Billy Osborne and other people who do these shows and have done them for years, okay, and have been involved in racing promotion for years. We work as hard as this that any of you guys do, and we take exception when we're attacked for what we do because we simply disagree with you. Show me a racetrack that's got a full attendance. Was there is no, there is no racetrack. There is no racetrack. All right, you answer. I'm going to answer your question. You know as well as I do that there's no racetrack in this state that has full attendance all the time. Are there some state grandstands that really pack them in big time occasionally? Of course they do. 
I'll tell you what, Arvindale doesn't have freebies. And I'll tell you what, we average about 1300 in the grandstand. And that's an attack. What that is, is that's a little bit of a snide attack on Bobby Deal, isn't it? Now tell the truth. No, no, no. I'm just telling you a fact. I don't do I that. understand that, but what's the freebies about? Wait who, till sunshine who, opens who are you talking? Up. Who are you talking about? Orlando Speed World gives out a lot of free tickets. I tried to talk Robert Hart into the concept of, of if you got to put out a lot of free tickets to get people in the grandstands. I talked to him about that 10 years ago. And nowadays, he's actually doing it. Okay, there's nothing. Whatever it takes to put people in the grandstands, Rex, you can't get anywhere by attacking other people. That's what you're trying to say. You can disagree with somebody, but you're not getting anywhere you by did. attacking you're, you're people. You're attacking us by telling us our show is not any good and our 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 forum is not Karnak. I personally think when you guys get on here and you keep carrying the same bashing over. You ain't ever listened to our shows. Until you go and listen to all of our shows, you can't even give an opinion, Rex, because you've never listened to all of our shows. You've only listened last week and this week, and you wouldn't even call in and talk to us last week. We'd have been done with it. Oh, really? Yes. If yes, you would have talked you, to us oh last my. week, we'd have been yes. done with it. I just wanted to talk to you. That's all. This is no big deal. You act like this is a big deal. It was a big deal. I'll tell you why. Because you turned away two racers that traveled a long way to race at your racetrack. And it made guys like me mad, okay? That's the problem. Let me let me solve the problem right now. Why don't you guys get mad, continue your car crap, and I'll run Arbondale the way Arbondale needs to race, okay? And I want you guys to have a good evening. And Rex, no okay, problem. Okay, Rex, go if ahead you, and hang you, up. You go ahead and hang up. Hold on. I, I just And Rex, since you think that Inside Florida Racing is uh, not necessary and such, you know, we, do, we don't ever have to promote or do anything for your track again. Since um, that's, the, that's the way you feel about us. All you do is bash it. So you don't no, that's such evening. B.S. Rex, that is such it's B.S. We, and, we and, have and promoted we have spent your track. Probably thirty hours. Your mic's not on it, and it doesn't matter. He already hung up anyway. He already hung up. That's exactly what we I want to point out. That, and anybody oh, who listens just, to this show I'm, on a regular basis so knows frustrated. full damn well that we've spent we've spent probably in the last year we've probably spent fifty hours promoting. Auburndale Speedway um, on this racetrack, and we'll we, and we'll spend program, the next two days. Program we have promoted. We will spend the again. next two days promoting nothing but Auburndale Speedway, just simply by replaying our show. I'm going to say God this, sake. okay? As long as Rex Guy has the promoter at that racetrack, they can have a late model race that pays ten thousand dollars to every car that shows up, and they can tell me that Jesus is going to walk on the water inside the pond in the infield. And I still ain't coming. I'm going to tell you, Rex, I'm very disappointed, okay, in the way that you handle yourself. Very disappointed in the way that you hung up the phone. You had no reason to hang up the phone. You really had no reason to attack a show like ours, a guy like well, me. Well, maybe he didn't hang up. Maybe like we Cece. lost connection. No, he hung up. No, he, he said he was up. going to. And that's fine. Oh, okay. That we do this for free. He told, I have uh, no he agenda. He told me last week that I wasn't allowed at his track anymore. That's how he wants well, to he be thinks cause he explained. Well, he thinks because he explained everything to you. That we should know about that. He still hasn't figured out in that brain of his that we are separate from Karnak. We are not Karnak.com. Even though Inside Florida Racing, the uh, Real Racing USA is powered on Karnak, I don't agree with the message boards that go out there. I don't agree with that stuff, okay? But what I do say, okay, is opinions of other racers. And I talk to a lot of people out there that race. CC talks to a lot of racers and fans. And the things that aggravate me 
are things that aggravate other drivers and fans. And that's the only reason why we brought it up. And I think that, Rex, you took it way too personal, especially when you said that shows like ours aren't any good. And Mm -hmm. I I think that in rethinking that, um, the other uh, guy, family members, okay, that are listening, um, you know, and Rex, I still have nothing against the track and the drivers and the fans that are there, but I think that a little bit of arrogance and I think that a little bit of personal agendas with other track owners, and I don't have to name them. He's already done a good enough job naming them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's a bunch of BS, and um, that's the way I feel. You know, Rob, I was, I was having a really good day until, you know, about uh, 35 minutes ago. All right, guys, we have a caller on the line. Uh, speak up, caller. What's your name and what's on your mind? Hey, Jack, can you hear me? We hear you fine. Jack, it's Scott Lombard with Full Throttle Friday. How you doing, buddy? We're doing good, man. What's on your mind? Your show is not needed either. Yes, your show's Scott, not it. needed. You your need show's to get it off needed. the air, Just forget dude. it, Scott. Hey, you know what? And, and I've, got to, I've got to put this out there. You know, we, of course, had Bobby on on Friday, on Full Throttle Friday. Of course, we do the radio show live from uh, Charlotte County Motors. Yes, and you guys could be accused of being the Charlotte County show. Uh, you know what, Robin? I'll, I'll tell you what. Hey, if he wants to go ahead and push me as the, the person who... Uh, I mean, who's out there just promoting one single track, and so be it. But, uh, you know, I mean, we also have the magazine we're trying to pump out, which is, you know, I mean, something we're trying to do as a, a, you know, I mean, an outside media to help boost uh, fans and help boost car counts at all the tracks. But regardless, I need to say something real quick, and that is, if anybody got a chance to listen to Friday's show, Bobby took probably one of the best approaches in backing and I'm going to repeat that, backing Rex, and did not bash him in, in, in one single sentence. Now, I mean, did my, did, can I be accused of maybe saying some things that I might feel were, I don't know, unjust by telling some of these track directors and promoters and track owners to get their heads out of their butts? Well, then, yeah, I did. But I tell them that regular, Scott, so they know that. You know, cases like this where... You're going to say that media is not needed. You know, that's like saying your marketing partners aren't needed. Well, I'm glad he's got enough money to self-promote. Yeah, well, I don't know what the deal is there, Scott, and they don't have enough going on there to uh, promote the way, the attitude, the arrogant attitude. Now, they did say that they've changed their ruling and to allow them to race without points, but why didn't they do it on the track that night? You know, that was my only point, and... You know what? If you've already made the mistake, then follow through with it. Oh, he didn't make any mistake. Well, yeah, according to him, he'd probably do it over again the same exact way. This was, and and Jack, I think said it best. It was a personal attack. Yeah. Yes. I I think that it is, and 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 I know that these. Listen, that kind of there's there's no there's no reasoning behind. There's nothing that he could say that would, if I'd have been one of those drivers, that would have constituted me to say. Oh, okay, I'll go load my car up and go home and not bitch and complain about it, okay? Um, nothing. When he did that, he started something that is unprecedented. It, it hasn't ever been done before and unheard of in an eight-car count deal, okay? Um, to him, he's protecting his drivers, okay? I will commend him on one thing, of protecting his drivers. But I guarantee if I pulled all the drivers, the eight that were there, and asked them, hey, would you have cared if these guys would have started in the back with the wrong gear? Hey, would you have cared if they would have started? I guarantee all of them would have said, no way. 
you know. And like I tried to explain to them, the fans, they don't understand that. The fans, the ones who pay all the money, the ones who pay the paychecks, they don't even understand all that. And we don't want to understand. We yes. just want to watch a good race with a lot Thank of cars. You. Thank well, you. Here's, here's in my opinion. Back it up. It's not a personal attack against anybody. Did Jack know the full story? Well, you know what? Hey, Jack needs to get the full story out. Do we do that in, in, in any type of media? That is our job. Yeah, he was mad because he told Jack however many days ago what, what happened, and I wanted to you know, try to tell him that Jack's not us, and, and people have a hard time separating that. Just like- Scott, you guys do a great, great job with your show, man. Keep it up. Um, we're going to have to go because it's time I'm for ready us. to go home. It's I'm time so for aggravated. us to get out of here. Hey, I'm starting to feel like this is our show, and you're, you're, you know, you're sitting there looking at your watch going, guys, are these guys ever going to finish or what? <laughs> yeah, we're done, man. See ya. We heard, you know, and, and, you know, Rex, hey, you know what? 941-626-0372 is my number. Feel free to call me at any time, man, because I'll tell you, if you're telling the, the whole entire, uh, I mean, race community that media is not needed, well, then, yeah, I mean, obviously you're just not thinking the big picture. See you later, man. Bye, Scott. By the way, okay, i got to tell you. How long have they had this racetrack back? A couple of years? One and a half or something yeah. like that. Okay. Um, and and where where's Rex lived around here all this time? He's raced at Auburndale. And uh, how many years? How many years has he been raced? I don't know. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't know. I I just. Hey. I, I never. They're I working never it out. Understood. Just so you know, I got a call. If while get, you guys were talking with Ronnie Sims or with the. With Rex Guy, I got a call from Ronnie Sims. He talked to me off the air. He's the race director there. He takes care of those things. I know Ro- Ronnie. Ronnie's Ron- a great guy. Ronnie is a very, as you know, a great guy. Very, great race Very director. level-headed man. Yes. Okay. Very fair. Very what's fair he, what guy. What does he have to say? What he's doing is he, he just wanted me to know that he has um, he's working out the rules himself so that they're, they're, it's, it's very understandable and, and very fair to the drivers. He said there's some changes from the way it, it is stated right now, and he's going to work it all out. Um, he's trying to get it done as quickly as possible. He has to get the okay from everybody. Everybody has to be on the same page. And he said he's doing his best to get that straight. Um, I asked Ronnie if he thought we were taking this a little bit further than it needed to go. He said he thought we were just maybe a little bit further than it needed to go. I explained to him that if Rex would have been on the show last week, we wouldn't have been having this conversation exactly. tonight. Yeah. But, you know, and I think the crux of the matter is there was a decision made promptly. It was made a little bit impromptu, mm-hmm. I mean, at the at the moment. There was a little bit of hastiness in their decision over there that night when this happened. The, it was made before the rule was put in place. It would have probably been better. Rex agreed to that, that, that it would probably been better had they waited. He kind of agreed to that. Um, I think the rule, it is what it is. Um, no. There's no way, Rob. You I was fine. Listen, you, everything was fine, okay? Everything was fine, okay? Until he says that shows like ours, what people have got to understand, every promoter out there, every driver, every fan that's listening right now, me and CeCe could care less about the politics on the message board and the politics that go on between other track owners. Mm-hmm. What our show is about is about race car drivers, their feelings, and fans, that's what our show's about. So, Rex, when you say shows like ours aren't needed, our opinions are opinions of fans. And, yes, from your racetrack, some of them, whether you believe it or not. When you um, offend CeCe Brooks, she is a fan of racing. That's how she got into this, by being a fan of racing. 
She doesn't know you. She doesn't know much about your racetrack either. But she does know that you and you alone, who said normally you don't make decisions at the racetrack, decided on a night that two guys that just got done racing at Charlotte County Motorsports Park were not going to race in your race, even though they were in the racetrack. My friend, that is a bad decision. That's what I said last week. That's what I said just now on the phone with you. You hung up with me, and I really don't appreciate the fact that you took an attack on our show. And that's all I've got to say. Um, Folks, tune in next week. Who knows? We're not going to be talking about this next week. I'm going to guarantee you that. Got that right. Um, it'll be the last time that Auburndale comes off of my lips unless I get an apology from him exactly. or somebody I, yes. from the Guy family. I do not want to discuss that um, and that's a anymore. shame for all you guys out there that race. And don't worry, you guys out there racing at Auburndale, still keep racing. Go race at two or three tracks if you can on one night because you might be the driver of the month. End up doing time.